Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. Um, thank you for joining. If you were in the previous uh, stream, thank you for sticking around. Uh, I promise you will hear much less of me uh, during this one. Um, but uh, joining again is producer John Cross. Hello. Thank you. And we do have um, two more guests. Uh, let's next bring on Jason. Jason is, of course, the I can never remember your job. You're not events. You are <laughs> marketing, marketing and communications. Every time he he's been on the show more than anybody, and every time <laughs> I ask him what his job is again, um, but right. somebody whose job I never forget is the president, the only president, the George Washington of this organization, <laughs> Steve Brockoff. Steve, how are you doing, sir? Um. I'm not you currently know, crying. You know, so, maybe that's not yeah. a good question. Let's let's <laughs> we're going to cut that in the editing room. I'm not going to ask how you're doing, um, but uh, it's so great to to see you uh, again um, and uh, to be together after uh, what was just uh, an incredible, devastating, incre amazing uh, night on Sunday. Um, so for this, uh, lounge, um, I, I don't think we're going to get too much into like the possibilities of where we're going next. That's going to be uh, a survey that we talked about on the last show. Um, but I think we kind of wanted to just talk about some of our favorite memories and moments of the last three years slash four seasons, uh, players who, maybe need a shout out that um, maybe they only stopped by for a few games and, and moved on, but we still remember and want to recognize them. Um, so, and I, I don't think we're limited as far as like how many people come through. So I don't know if John, you're going to want to field uh, inquiries from those interested in jumping on and sharing. Um, of course, everybody is welcome to share your own memories and favorite memories in the comments and we can put those on the screen and, and talk about those but it's wide open less formal uh so we do want people participating because this is your club and your supporter group and um it's all about making these memories so um i'm going to start with steve since like i said you're the first uh you're the first face on mount rushmore let's do you have one particular uh, moment or memory i know there's so many of them but what what just jumps out to you as something that was transformative um i mean one is really tough um and what is maybe already gonna make me cry is i would already go to my kids um you know it, the, bryce was two weeks old at his first game uh back in march 2020 um you know actually february 2020 the preseason game um and then March 7, 2020, he was there almost a month old. Um, and then Leona was born uh, last year, and she was one week old at her first game. And, and now here they are, um, two walking kids. And Bryce is a little – we call him our little tiny tornado. Uh, and he's just – everybody loves him in 109, and he's got so many people that um, – aunties and uncles that we would have never met through this. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a single moment, but it's kind of a collective of – memories through their eyes um that i'm just I'm, i'll never forget you know and i mean probably the best it, it's almost it's it's amazing because it's the best game that i think he's ever been to was um probably not this last one but the one before 
uh, on on the drive down. Uh, so 10 seven, the last regular season home game. Uh, he took a big nap on the way down and me and Lydia were fist pumping in the car. Like, yes, he's, he, he took a nap. Like he's going to be rested. Cause sometimes he'd really melt during the games. It's a little too much. Um, but he was just the best kid that entire day. Parking lot, he was, a, a, you know, a nut and, and ran around with all his friends. And then uh, during the match, the whole first 45, he was on my shoulders. Uh, and every song that we would sing, you know, Nick would start a chant and he would look down at me and go, Dad, I know this one. I know this one. Uh, and he'd be singing along on my shoulders and pumping his hands. And um, and then the second half, you know, we all went down to the field. Um, and uh, he was running around and, and singing and, and doing his thing. And um, it's just amazing to see him grow. And um, I mean, I, I look inward, I look at my family, but then if I think, you know, to everybody else, like, um, you know, I mentioned the aunties and uncles, but there's are friends that I'll have for life and people that I probably would have never met through this uh, without, you know, all, all of this going on. So, um, yeah, single moment, it, it's, it's, that's, that's way too hard to pinpoint. Um, but as far as the people goes that I could talk for hours. Jason. <laughs> same question. Had to pick yeah, same one question. Moment. Um, I guess. Um, again, not a moment. So maybe it's a moment. I don't know if it's a moment. When, before, before the start of last 2022 season before I decided to come on a leadership um, a lot had been going just a lot had been going on personally and um, at one point my wife just asked me um, like are you happy and I was like no I'm 36 I have two kids or three kids like under five I have no life I don't do anything like no what who's happy like no like there's sometimes i do some things that are okay but like i'm just surviving here like no i'm not happy and these last two years becoming involved with you guys and this club has made me happy <laughs> um not made me happy but i've found happiness like it's something that was mine that was not running around and changing diapers that was not something else that was not just existing that was not um you know stuff i had to do for work that was not um that was not somebody else's thing um so for me just that's what all of this gave me if i had one moment um i guess i would say this <laughs> really this last week in vegas i talked about it all last week it's all i've been talking about and maybe it's just fresh but seeing it all come together and um, and I guess maybe this week or the, the previous week um, at home also, like having a legitimately full 109, um, kind of finally having that, you know, you know, it's, we never had we never had 300, 400 people in there before um, as much as we love the team and as you know, people had stuff. And there were some nights I know that Andrew and I and some of us were in there with 75 tops people um and we did what we could but to see 109 like alive and thriving and you know barely able to move and um that was nice to finally see and then that vegas trip was 
again, everything kind of coming together and like exactly what I wanted to have that be. So those are probably my moments. Hi, John. You're up. Oh, I, it, it wouldn't be a single moment, kind of like Steve said, it, it would be the times that I got to spend with my family. As I'd mentioned in the last pod, spending time with my daughter, especially she's the, she was the most frequent attender with me because I, I have two season tickets and I always tried to bring somebody with me if I could. Um, and as I said in the last podcast, having her there at the last game was was very special. But it's not just my immediate blood family; it's it's my SG family. I mean, it it is this community and this group and all the all the times we spent together, the energy that we gave for ninety plus minutes, and and that's everybody. That's us and Chavos and Rainbow Oils and the Fiends, but the whole section, just the energy we gave for 90 plus minutes, positive energy towards our team, you know, directing all our energy towards our team. And I think really raising the bar for what a supporter culture and a supporter group can be. And not that we're the only one doing it. There are other groups out there doing similar things to what we are. But I think as being one of those groups to help additionally raise that bar a little bit and maybe maybe change some of the historically toxic behaviors that have been part of supporter groups and other things. I think that's why so many, what we saw of, I enjoyed just reading stuff yesterday, like so many things that people had said and shared and how many people jumped on Discord yesterday that I don't think I've ever seen post anything and kind of talked about themselves being voyeurs or lurkers and posted something like, thank you for creating the energy in the stadium. Thank you for always making me feel welcome in the section or people saying I've never been a sports fan before because it, it was never comfortable for me. I didn't like the environment, but I found a home with this group. And I think reading some of those things really hit home. And that was very, just, it, it made me feel proud. I mean, just the things we did, I think we always Again, I don't think it was ever said, but I think we always tried to push each other to be better all the time. And we pushed the club, the club pushed back on us sometimes to be better. I mean, I think we all tried to to be better and I'm really, I, I just, maybe not a moment, but I'm just proud of all the things we put together. And, and frankly, I think I came out of it and someone else had said this as well. And I thought about it and I agreed and I can't remember who said it, but um, I, I know Andrew Vasiliadis said something like this, but I think I also came out a better person here at the end than I was at the beginning. And I'm I'm thankful and, and proud of of that and what we were able to build together. Okay, well, I actually have a moment. I know nobody followed my rule, my prompt, but <laughs> I'm going to pick a moment, okay? I'm going to go all the way back. Uh, to 2020, um, I didn't go to any of the locals organizing meetings. I think I'm member number like 212 or 214 or something like that, right? So I didn't even get in under the 200 to get the, was it a coin or something that everybody got for being the first two? Anyway, I didn't get one, okay? So it's fine. I messed up. But 
I went to the uh, the event at Stone, the original kit reveal, and I didn't know anybody from the SG. I just knew that um, I had paid, so I was going to go get my stuff. Um, and I remember just uh, kind of watching when the kits were finally revealed, um, seeing that that Stone logo um and the royal crest like it just i just remember feeling like oh shit we have a team like we have a club we have like a proper team uh these kits look sick the 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 goalie kits were so cool with that gargoyle on it um seeing the players i had no idea who any of these people were um i you know i had no idea about you know i don't follow mls i didn't follow mls at the time I didn't know who I didn't know who anybody was. I just knew like, okay, I've got, we've got a team. I've got a team now. Um, I didn't know at the time how involved I wanted to be or would be like, am I really going to get season tickets? Am I really going to stand in the supporter section every single game? Like I didn't know at that time, but um, that moment was like, uh, like a hinge point, right? Like I remember leaving that thing, you know, alone and having not talked to anybody because you know awkwardness and all that but like thinking like okay i think i can i think i'm gonna do this i think this will be like a thing for me um i just gotta get i went alone i didn't go with my family so i was like i gotta get my kid and my wife on board but i think we'll be okay i think we'll go um and that was that was it so that that first kit reveal i I always remember when the curtain came down however they did it right it was uh just from then on, it was like, uh, you know, hundred miles an hour. Yeah. It's, it's wild when you say that, like, I didn't know who any of the players were. Cause I mean, there's seven players that were there or probably six. Cause I don't think Guido was on the team then, but you know, six players there that I didn't know who any of them were either. The only player that I knew of was, was Zizo was Sal just because he was an MLS player. And because, you know, the San Diego roots, um, but I didn't know anybody. And now look at them now, Charlie and Toomey and Gran and Morgan and um, Colin, you know, these players were like, I don't know. I mean, I consider them like friends at this point. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's, that's wild to think back and, and look at that's wild. Yeah. But what, and now that you talk about moments and now that I've had, a, it's gone around <laughs> the horn. Um, once well, there's one that stands out is last year after, um, you know, last year after the, after the last match, Last home match, we gave Kyle Vassell the player of the year trophy, you know, the guitar, how, you know, how cool was that? And the whole presentation was amazing. We sang Wonderwall and it was like such an epic, um, like moment altogether. And then, you know, we lost in the playoffs and the season ended. And, um, you know, I, I kind of sent a message to a lot of the players just as a big, as a big thank you. And I sent one to Kyle and he sent one back to me that basically said that he was on the verge of retirement, that he was like really thinking about just calling it quits. And he, came, he decided to come to the States and give USL a chance um, and maybe get MLS looks, but, you know, it's, the, whatever didn't work out. But, you know, you, he gave, decided to stick with it and really commit. Um, and he's like, he was something like, man, I really, I'm, I'm glad I did because you guys made me fall in love with football again. And I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're like our best player last year, you know, arguably. Um, 
Like, what do you mean you didn't have love for the sport anymore? Like, what do you mean you were going to call it quits? And he's like, you guys are the best supporters I've ever played for. And like, he's played in, he's from England. You know what I mean? Like, he's a professional soccer player from England. He's playing back in the UK right now. And he's calling us, we're the best supporters that we, he's ever played for. And like, that's a moment that'll always stand out to me. And like, me and Koke have been exchanging messages all week. Like, th these players, like, it's, it's cool. It's really cool to like, see that kind of stuff. And it's weird for me to point my moment out to say like, you know, talk about the players when we have this amazing locals family. But I think it just speaks to like what we've done and what we've built. Um, it speaks to that family and it speaks to like how much we support these players and how much they love us back. And like this little uniqueness that, you know, you know, somebody else said like other, other groups are doing this, other groups or whatever. But like, I think that this is unique in the sense that, you know, players feel like this, like, you know, Koke did a nice post today and he like mentioned us and he mentioned how much he, he, he loved us and played for us. And like, that kind of stuff is cool because I don't think you see, you don't see that everywhere. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you see generic statements, but you don't see that kind of stuff. So like, it's really cool. Um, it was really cool to see. That was, a, in, in, you know, one of my moments for sure. I think this lot really lot goes back to, uh, I want to again, plug John's shock soccer shorts documentary about the founding of the locals and how much um, emphasis everybody put on, you know, this is all in support of the club and, and in support of the players. We aren't here for anybody else. We aren't here for anybody around us. We exist solely to push this team on the field and to be there for these players. And I feel like that uh, kind of that mantra and that mindset is what, um, and of course, through John's uh, videos and, and that whole series um, helped uh plant this seed that's germinated into to the impact that you're talking about with the players because um there are a lot of supporter groups across usl we're not the only one but um you listen to these players talk and, and it is something special and i think it all comes back to that core foundation of what this sg was built on yeah i Andrew. you i know you'll bring somebody in go ahead john yeah, that's that's where I was going with us. I, I know you you're going to need to be leaving soon and we do have someone waiting here. So I'm going to bring Chappie in and maybe pose that same question to him that you originally posed to us. What was his uh, his biggest moment or standout in the last year? So Chappie, welcome. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Awesome. Um, what was his favorite moment? Yeah, what what stood out to you? Biggest doesn't thing. have to be your favorite moment. Just pick one moment and tell us uh, something that meant something to you. Um, just take us back to one memory. Oh, um, so I think some people know what happened with my kid this year. We had an emergency. The club had nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with it or anything, and I. I just landed back in San Diego when I received a call from Ricardo Campos asking me what what they could do. What can can what can we do for you guys? I was outside of the operating room just waiting for my kid to come out. And and they just called me to say, what can we do for you? Um that that meant so much for me. It's not just 
it's just the community, the people. I'm so glad Ricardo's gonna stay in San Diego because that meant so much to me. Um, to add to that note, Luca was invited to, my son was invited to a training. So we came to, we, we went to training a day before a game. He was part of it. He, he interacted with the players. The next day, at the end of the game, which we won, uh, we were waiting for the players um, to get out of the field. And Colin Martin sees Luca on the side of the field. And he comes to Luca and he tells him, we won because of you. You, you came to practice yesterday and we won because of you. I hope Luca remembers all this stuff. I, I have been a soccer nerd my whole life. I didn't have, I didn't have the opportunity to go to games growing up or anything. And Luca was first row at the last game. And, and I was so happy to see him there and have these moments with my family. And that's just invaluable. Sorry if I made you cry guys, but I was here. And that was my whole purpose to make you cry tonight. You succeeded. That's that's uh, that's such a great story, and and I know Steve talked about his kids too, and and I I am gonna have to leave very soon, but I did want to say like even like I, my kid is older, and in the first game he was in sixth grade, um, and this year he's in tenth grade, which is crazy, but um, you know, he became a teenager. And he became too cool for everything in the world. Um, and he didn't always come to the games with me, but he came to a lot of games, uh, looking through the old camera roll on the phone. Um, and, you know, from when we had the little park court in the parking lots till they started playing soccer on the little pop-up goals uh, before matches, he was always involved in that. And, um, you know, on... Sunday, you know, I was very surprised um, when we were leaving the stadium and got to the car and, you know, this kid who I thought was too cool for everything in the world, you know, he broke down, um, realizing, like, how much we had been coming to these games and how much fun it was and what a big part of our family's life it was and, like, him realizing that it was it was over um like i was so i did not expect him to be sentimental at all because you know when i look at him now he's just this, this smart ass teenager but like it it may it, may, it meant a, a lot to him too and um you know i just i think with with the kids especially we don't always know what's going on um between their ears and you they surprise you sometimes. All right. Well, Andrew, I, I know you probably, I don't know if I want to give you like a, a clean out here. We, we I think that's as clean as it's going to get. Bring in. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Thank, Thank you, you for everything, Andrew. I know you'll, you'll still be around, but want to say here on the last, uh, maybe last official loyal lounge or whatever but thank you so much for taking the helm here this year with this and yeah. uh and making it everything that it was week in and week out you know we, we talk about 
people come up and thank us, make sure you're thanking him because it was every single week that he set this aside um, after driving his kid all over the county to go to soccer practice. He made sure he was here every week for this and for you guys. So thank you, brother. And and before you head out, because you gave me a nice shout out at the end of the last episode, I would like to do the same because yes, there is work to put in in the in the you know behind the scenes. Um, having you step up and volunteer to do this and be the host for the year, so we didn't do the rotation of hosts that we've had in the past, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that, but it made it so much easier on me as well. So thank you for uh, stepping up and doing this. It's been great working with you. I know we're not done. And even if this part is done, we may not be done. We've already talked about that a little bit. We may may do something on our own, <laughs> but uh, it, it has been a pleasure working with you. And I know it's going to be a pleasure to continue working with you. So you have I appreciate a, you have a good it so evening. much. I, I do like to talk and there's nothing uh, a talker likes more than a captive audience. So thank you for giving <laughs> me that audience. And um, I know you're bringing somebody on. So good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Good thank night, you, Andrew. Andrew. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in, we have uh, Jerry Abara with us, so I will bring him in. Jerry, welcome. You're not a lotter anymore, Jerry. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have your audio right now. No, can't hear you. All right, so while Jerry's figuring out his audio. Um, Steve, I want you to think about, I'm going to ask you some questions after Jerry's done about uh, like the original, original kind of setup. Like where we were with you and Daryl, right? Oh, just man. starting things up. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about that. So I'm just giving you- All right, let's go under fire. Yeah. All right. Jerry, are you, uh, got your audio? No? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, take you back out so you can work on that and then we'll bring you back in in a second and then I'm going to go ahead and go along with that question with Steve. Um, so Steve, just because I have um, loosely been there with you from the very beginning because I was doing filming from the very beginning, but really it was you and Daryl that started all of this way back when. So how much did you either like you know where we started and you know where at least at this phase of the locals where we've ended you know with the last game of the sd loyal yep. did you ever picture this what, what did you what did you picture at the time and and how did it change over time um i would say i pictured exactly this like you know this is better than i would have imagined um in fact you know um yeah, like, like you said, me and Daryl started this. And really my passion for this was like, you know, my history, my, my background through this, you know, what most people know is through American Outlaws San Diego. Um, and even before, you know, all this, you know, Loyal existed, even before Soccer City, like I met some of my best friends through AOSD. Um, and I really wanted to give people a group that they could join and feel a part of and feel like they have a family with. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that's happened. You know, I, I think that, you know, seeing all these connections and people and, and, um, you know, seeing how many friendships have formed through this, um, you know, the club aside and, and the, and the, and then the club being so incredible as a part of it is, is just, 
it's just the sweetest icing on the best cake ever right so like it's just been a dream you know it's it's just been a dream and like you said it's a chapter it's a chapter over we don't know where our future's going i'm sure you guys talked about the survey we should probably mention it we probably have new people but um it's it's worth you know it's it's a chapter closed no matter how you think of it you know no matter what our future is um whatever that means um this is still a, a chapter in the in, in the book that's closing and that's that's sad um and it should be mourned um so yeah it, it's it's but it's just it's just been a wild ride you know that's what i put on twitter is like what a ride like no matter what this is anymore um you know it'll never be the same it'll never be that again and um i was texting ken earlier and ken was like yeah you know i hung up my scarf knowing i would never wear that at 109 again and i was like oh here comes the tears again like that's that's gnarly to me you know it's like I, it's un it's unreal to think about you know it doesn't hit you until you like put it into words and you like you know consciously think about those moments um so yeah it's 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 a little wild to think that the loyal chapter is over but um it's been a dream yeah it's i have to say um and i've heard this from a lot of people I, it it went way beyond my wildest expectations even being there in the very beginning um it, you always hope you'll do things I'll say right for lack of a better word, but um, you 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 expect or you think it might be one way, but there were so many fantastic people involved on all sides of this in in the locals with the club. I think everybody just kind of fed off each other, and and we made it you know the the sum is greater than the parts kind of thing. We we made it so much better than I think any of us thought it was going to be and uh it's it has been a wonderful ride yeah and it really I, like now I that wanted... i put myself back together see it's really been a it takes a village and i've said this so many times like it's not just me it's been our old our everybody's leader you know everybody in leadership who's ever been a part of leadership it's been every member who's joined and believed in in the vision and, and the you know the ethos and the, and the what we started this with and you know me and drew and Daryl and, and Jerry back when, and then, you know, that original team of leadership to really, you know, sprinted to that first game. And then we kept it going through COVID and it's just grown and grown and grown into what this is now. So um, it's been an honor. Um, it really has. So sorry, John, I cut you off, but um, I, but I that's all right. And, and that. frankly, what kept us going is this podcast because you guys were the ones that started you and Jerry and Drew, you guys started this and really, helped keep all of us connected at a time where we didn't we didn't have the thing that we all wanted to be connected with and about yeah. so that the team wasn't playing. So I, I also, I, I know Andrew had mentioned, and I didn't want to say anything at the time that I'd been involved for four years. And I really, I haven't been involved all four years with the podcast, really mostly the last two. Um, and and maybe a little bit with some things before, but it was Jerry and Steve and Drew really who who ran with this thing in the beginning and gave us something to rally around in the very beginning. So, Steve, I want to I want to thank you for that. And then I also uh, I think we My have pleasure. Jerry's audio worked out, so we'll try to bring Jerry back on and see if we can get him to share some memorable moments from his perspective. <clears throat> All right, Jerry. 
All right, can you guys hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we got you now. Okay, okay I, so I just got to my mic and headphones. I guess it failed. Sorry about that. Go ahead um, and share any of your memorable moments from the last four years, something that sticks out to you. And I just want to give everybody a heads up. As soon as Jerry's done, we have a surprise guest I'm going to pull in. Okay. Well, um, during the last regular season, regular season home game, uh, Jason interviewed me on camera. Uh, and he asked me the same question. Do you remember what it was, Jason? <laughs> no. I do. I remember what you said, yeah. So mine is, mine's kind of a weird one. It was when we lost 5-0 to Los Dos. And, and the reason why was because every time they scored a goal against us, we got louder. We got even louder, even louder, even louder. And I think about by the fourth goal, uh, the 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 a hole on Los Dos who scored it ran up to our section and started taunting us. And guess what? Coke got in his face and pushed them out of the way. Like, no, 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 you don't taunt our supporters. And uh, sorry, there's airplanes. Hopefully that doesn't bother you guys too much with the noise. Um, but um, you know we we cheered the team on even though we got our butts kicked, and we gave man of the match to Coke. I mean, how many teams would give their keeper a man of the match after losing 5-0? And I don't know. That that just spoke a lot to me about what this group, what we're about, you know? And um, Coca said in an interview later in Spanish, he said that if he ever lost a game 5-0 in Spain, he wouldn't be able to leave his house without a security detail. Like, you know, and so he said that the, the, the thing that, you know, that we decided to cheer him on and, and grant him with Man of the Match, it meant so much to him. And, uh, you know, I, I know we've had some awesome memories, awesome, awesome moments, you know, great goals and all that. But for, for some reason, that's, you know, losing 5-0 is my the, the thing I'll cherish most of all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, for a lot of people, that. that was was a a very memorable moment you know that stood out in a, in a game that normally you would see a lot of people leave a stadium because you're getting slaughtered by the other team um but that i think as you said jerry really shows a bit of our character and who we were and how it was different right a lot of the things we did um and you know who doesn't love coke really <laughs> all right so I we're starting to get people queued up here and I'm going to stall for a second because our special guest needs just a moment. Um, well, we do have a I'll talk for guest. a second just about what Jerry said, unless you want to especially I, I can fill a minute or two. OK, well, you not need that. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jason, you fill in your thing and then introduce our guest and I'll bring them on because you know okay. who it is. Wait, I do. OK, uh, do I? Yeah, because you said, yeah. You send the you link, send the yeah, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, so the, the first part is just the, the, talking what Jerry said and, and kind of what I guess uh, Andrew said earlier too about changing as a man, like coming from the Philly culture of fandom into this was so different, what it became, right? Like just being positive all the time, um, which I think really not just Philly fandom, but that's an extreme part of it of, you know, San Diego fandom of like kind of depression <laughs> too. Um, not as much booing necessarily, but like 
to be down five nothing and not flipping off the players or swearing or whatever, like just continuing going and like forcing yourself to be positive really has like made a change inside of myself of like, I can do that now. (laughs) So like, again, Philly's lost tonight um, in the NLCS. Their season is also over. At least they have a next year, but like, I'm not going to be despondent about it because I can look at the, like being a fan with the locals um, and just positive all the time, forcing yourself to be positive all the time, no matter what has really changed my fandom where, you know, runs or touchdowns or goals don't affect me as much because I just cheer through it. Right. Like I don't like I, I it's, it's kind of mellowed out my, my viewing experience. I can just kind of see the positive. So thanks to everyone who set that up intentionally that we never really went after. I know we have our little, um, our little, uh, San Diego, we are here chant that again, we debated about, about whether now we are looking at other people. Um, but really just being positive for our team all the time, not doing a, you know, your team sucks chant or like, you don't belong here, get back on the bus, whatever. Like there's nothing like that. We, we never focused ever on any other team. Didn't matter. Like we never took a second really as, as a whole to think about any other team. It was always about our team. Um, and I think, you know, there are individuals and every now and then who would, you know, after a goal, yell or whatever right in the moment but for the most part those drums kept going and our voices kept going and that and we kept going like the the locals the the big machine kept going positively for our team always so and that's affected me too so i just wanted to say thank you to everyone and then introduce our next guest who i really hope is someone who i met at uh home and away we talked about this quite drunkenly uh just last week (laughs) um and uh he remembered um what the game was and who scored and whatnot and i was not in a remembering mood um so i'll take his word for it but it was at home and away and again i can't believe that part of our group and um you know a guy who i talk to all the time and very friendly with is one of the greats on the F1 scene. He's out there hosting uh, TV shows with uh, Will Arnett and, um, you know, one of the greats in his business, and he's lent himself to part of our family. Sean Kelly, everybody. The virtual stat man is here. Thanks the for actual us, stat man. I'm not virtual anymore. I'm actual <laughs> right now. Thanks for, thanks for coming, brother. Pleasure. I think this is... Uh, as, as, as just like everybody else who's listening to this right now, this is something of a therapy session because I think we all feel like a sense of bereavement. It's not, and it's not related to the, it's not actually related to the game. You know, it's not because we lost in the playoffs. It's because we're never going to do it again. You know, I think it was only when that fourth Phoenix rising goal went in, when we start, I mean, in my case, at least I thought, Hey, wait a minute. This might be it forever. Like that up until then, I felt absolutely certain we'd win the battle. And then it was only when that went in, I thought, you know what? I'm that this this might be the last minute we've ever got here. Um, and uh, I mean, 
to use an Anglo-Saxon phrase, I've had kicks in the dick that didn't hurt as much as that. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's tough. Um, I don't know how, how else to say that. But Sean, I, I'd like to ask you, because you, you were there, uh, you've said something in the chat as well for all those games um, when we didn't have a crowd. And just you know, some of your thoughts about that that opening season and and some of your experiences that you had there. Well, I mean, you've got me beat in terms of the first fifteen minutes of USL history because that first day, March seventh, twenty twenty, when we played Las Vegas Lights, I had to do a presentation in San Francisco, and I'd made it clear, like I I, I can get like the, the six p.m. flight back to San Diego, but I'm going to miss the kickoff. And they said, that's all right. For the first 15 minutes, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll muddle through. And I was literally in a taxi or an Uber coming up. You know, you know at Torero, you go up that hill when you go to, to the, where the main entrance is. It kind of, their road goes up the hill. Right. I was coming up that hill as Charlie Adams scored that first goal. Because uh, I heard, I didn't see it, but I heard it. Because I was watching it on my phone. So I'd seen the ridiculous Las Vegas goal. I thought, well, yeah, try doing that again, ever. Um, and then I heard this huge cheer as I went past. And I was, of course, 30 seconds later on my phone, Charlie Adams scores. Um, and um, that was the only 15 minutes I missed at home in 2020. And unfortunately, it was the part of the only game when we had any fans. And then, of course, we had that shutdown. And we all had, I mean, what a weird year 2020 was looking back. But when we started again, um, we, God, who were we playing? Was it LA? Was it Los Dos? Um, I think it might have been. Anyway, um, that first home game back, there's nobody there. And you suddenly met with this sort of thought of, okay, well, we're going to do some TV tonight, but maybe nobody gives a shit. Maybe this is a one-hit wonder. Maybe everybody came because it was like this new shiny thing in town. Let's go and see the new cool thing. And then... After that, like, well, who wants to sit at home and watch a USL broadcast? You know, what if it's nobody? We might be, sh we might be showing this to nobody. Might be making a show just for ourselves here. Um, and that was actually the first time I'd worked with Jack Cronin and Shannon McMillan. And um, I remember feeling very nerv nervous to meet Shannon McMillan because I thought, wow, okay, Olympic gold medalist, world champion. What if she thinks I'm an idiot? Which is, you know, <laughs> that's not a high bar to clear. So she might think, why, why am I working with this amateur? Um, and of course, if you've met Shannon, you'll know that she's complete opposite. She's so nice. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, it actually solidified a, a sense of, um, I can't say brotherhood, because of course, you know, Shannon was there too, you know, uh, but sort of a closeness with us, because it was like, okay, we're the only people here. There's like three of us, um, plus Jordan and Darren Smith downstairs doing the game day stuff, um, and a few engineers, and that's it. Um, and we had to sit there and sort of ponder, like, well, we, we might be the only ones who give a shit, and everybody else might have just given up on it. Um, fortuitously, that was not the case, um, but we were very nervous. I remember being very nervous in 2021 when finally we could let fans into the stadium and thinking, you know, is anyone going to come? And then finally, when we were allowed full capacity again, thinking, you know, are we only going to get like 2,000 people? You know, there's 1,000. Maybe it's going to be in the hundreds. It could be embarrassing. And fortuitously, 
it was not the case. It was actually, we, you know, the crowd was big and everything. I remember being so sort of in, in, invigorated by it, thinking, wow, finally there's a crowd. We'd made jokes about it in 2020. And I said, I said to Jack Cronin, I said, you realize we're actually being spoiled right now because we can park our cars right by the entrance and we don't have to get through like crowds of people to get to where we're going. And eventually we're going to have fans in here again and we're going to be like, get out of the way, get out of the way. This is, you know, blah, blah, blah. It turned out to be, I never once did I feel that way. It, after that, it was always like, this is so cool. I can't believe this has sort of grown organically. You know, it's like we, we, we weren't, so we're not we're not taking marching orders here like we all showed up because we actually give a shit um and and from then on i just thought well i know i'm gonna go back on the road with f1 but i can't give this up so i can't i started doing stats virtually as the name would suggest um from the most ridiculous places i remember doing the i did the away game when we played away in tulsa last season i did that game at four in the morning from an Airbnb living room in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which I, I would love to know what if ESPN's engineers ever looked at like the, the geolocations of their streams and thought, who the hell is up at four in the morning in Saudi Arabia watching the Tulsa versus San Diego loyal game? They, wow, they must have, they got fans all over the world. And every, every, you know, like the next week I'd be in bloody Bahrain and then we're you know, massive. Japan. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. I, I would love to know if there's some very confused ESPN data engineers. Yeah, you you uh you boosted our worldwide numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I was trying my best. I was trying to get my my photograph taken with in places, you know, wearing a loyal shirt and stuff. And I had people come up to me at Grand Prix say, hey, "You got something to do with football in San Diego?" Bloody bloody blah. And I'd say, and invariably, I would say, yeah, you remember that team that walked off in protest after that slur was hurled at one of the players? And they, oh, yeah, I heard about that. I said, yeah, that's us. That's our team. And they go, oh, wow. Because they'd like, they wouldn't know anything else about it. But they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, remember that. Right. You know, that's the bit that put us on the world map. We actually had a call from a friend of mine at BBC Sport who his boss was so impressed that he knew somebody who was in the stadium and he could get like a first hand account of what had happened. Um, I think that was the moment, really. I mean, we talked about individual moments. You talked about individual moments earlier. That was the moment for me where Loyal passed from being like a first-year experiment into being something that had a moral compass. Because, you know, so many sports entities, dare I say it, Formula One included, um, talk a good game. But when it comes down to, like, are we actually going to stand for our principles or are we just going to basically take the money and run? Are we just going to do stuff when it benefits us and in the light of that it was like i'm sorry we can't continue in these circumstances even though it's going to cost us the playoffs and from that point on i was fully sold i was like yes it's like yeah some things in life are more important than whether or not we get to the playoffs and from that you know from then on i felt it, it fully reflected our community so i was fully on board from that moment yeah i, I, I told I, the story to to several you know i've gotten a lot of pings for interviews and you know, stories and that kind of stuff over the past couple of weeks. Um, and that's, just, you know, everybody I've ever talked to about this has asked, you know, what did that moment mean to you? And what is, you know, how did, how, can you reflect on that now that this is three years later and, and, you know, this is all ending. And I go, you know, every time I've told the story, it's, you know, that's when it changed from a San Diego soccer team to my club. Like that's when it changed from like, 
a club that I supported because it had San Diego on it to like, no, that's now my club. Like, no, this is my club. I will ride or die with this club now. And obviously we know the story now, but, you know, that's the best way I could put it. It's That's when it changed from just a team that I helped build a supporters group around into a club that shared my values and shared my 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 morals and, you know, represented me in a greater way than just saying San Diego. It really, truly represented me. And so, like, that's when it, I started to feel it, like, it really in my heart that, you know, I, I had given my heart to to build locals up until that point, but that's when it was, like, next level like okay let's let's turn this up you know next season we'll we'll be able to come back to the stadium sean like you said um and we and we did you know we worked hard to to make that you know with masks on and social distancing and all those things that you look back on now and you go oh my god how did we make that work in a supporter section but um we did because we loved the, you know we had to be there we, we couldn't miss it so um yeah it, that's the best way i could tell that kind of looking back you know and the good thing is as well that that uh, you know it, it reflected positively within the the corridors of USL. I'm, I might be the only person, um, I guess maybe forever will be the only person to have done San Diego loyal games from the commentary box at Torero Stadium, and also from USL's or Vista's headquarters in Dania Beach, Florida, which is where all of the nerve center of American soccer broadcasts go. Whether it's MLS, USL. Um, uh, uh, the you know the the wave games U, uh, U.S. national team whatever it is it all goes into this huge compound this uh, warehouse looks like an airport um, and from talking to the producers there they would say to me the 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 loyal games the the loyal Torero Stadium games are the ones we actually look forward to doing the most because the fans are so in on it they are so in and I would and I would sit in the in the control room. Where they would produce the broadcast and um it was funny how loud it was it was actually a bit stymied by espn's compression on the stream um it meant that it wasn't as loud as we heard it when we were in the control room because in the control wow. room it sounded like torero and i'm and i'm probably the only person who can say that who can actually give the direct comparison because the people in dania beach never came out to california unfortunately and vice versa it was just fortuitous that I happened to go there twice because we were doing F1 in Miami. And, um, you know, on, on the occasions I was there, I said, yeah, see, now this is what it sounds like. Why doesn't it sound like this on my iPad? It sounds like really squashed down. I'm not getting the full in-your-face noise sort of thing, except on Sunday when Ronaldo Dama scored that first goal. It felt like, you know, I, I know Torero doesn't have a, have a roof, but it did. That would have lifted it off. Um, so... You know, I'm glad I'm glad that what the locals were part of creating the atmosphere was radiated down the broadcast waves all the way to Florida, even if, you know, ESPN sort of play it safe streaming <laughs> might have might have uh, crunched the sound up a little bit. It definitely came down the airwaves in Florida. That's really cool. Uh Sean, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to keep you on longer and get more stories, but I think I'm going to say goodbye to you, Jerry and Chappie, because we have a queue of people waiting to come on. And we have some people who can't even log in right now because we're we're booked up with our 10 max. So <laughs> I want to thank Chappie, right. Jerry and Sean all for coming on the show. And I'm going to say goodnight to you guys for now so we can bring on a few more people so they can share their memories. All right. So Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys yeah, so much. You. Good night, guys. Love y'all. Good night.
All right, so first we're going to be bringing on Brandon so he can help share some things. But I, I want to queue up a couple of people here as we're waiting. Like, oh, and now we lost a couple of people. So I don't know. Sean, you can hang out for a second if you can hear this because <laughs> we, we may bring you back on. But I will add, well, people keep dropping and changing. I'm I'm not sure who L is, but we will give someone an opportunity. Luis. Oh, there we go. All right, so Brandon, <laughs> we're gonna do you first, and then we're gonna bring Luis on. Um, I, I don't I don't really then, have to. I just wanted to listen. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Good All right. Well, I'll ba I'll back you out because <laughs> I know with your voice, and then uh, we'll get Brandon going here. All right, Brandon, can you share some of your memorable moments with us from? any of the last four years oh man there's a lot of them um i would say the uh the first ever the first ever match i went to was the uh the first ever home match in uh 2020 which was the um of course the only home match we had and then of course covid hit but you know it, it was amazing the first ever you know home match in 2020 against las vegas you know you know, first taste of um, professional soccer here in San Diego, man. I, I loved it. Then, of course, we all know, you know, COVID hit. Couldn't go to any home games, no fans. Then I would say, um, you know, fast forward 20, 2022, the first, the the bus trip to OC, you know, that, 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 that was fun, man. First ever, my first ever locals on tour. Um Brought a good contingent up to OC. Got the victory. You no, know, great atmosphere. Then you know I would this year um, a couple for certain. Um, the watch party. Um, yeah, the watch party at um, at Ale Smith when um, they took on Monterey Bay and uh, Javi with the two goals late, man. And then seeing. Uh, seeing us just going absolutely bananas in uh, Ill Smith. And then the last one, you know, for certain, um, Las Vegas um, last week, my uh, second ever locals on tour, but actually my first ever trip to Las Vegas. And oof, let me tell you, man, it was, it was amazing. You and me both, buddy. Yeah, our first time, our first time in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, quite a quite a time. It was an adventure. You know, you know, pretty much walking down Fremont the first night. Then you know, the next day, you know, getting to watch the uh, U.S. play the friendly against uh, Germany, and then pretty much the um, the two buses heading up to um, the ballpark for the uh, for the loyal uh, Vegas match, and we were we we rolled deep. We rolled very deep for that one. You know, the march inside and then, you know, hearing hearing our voices, our our loud voices on the broadcast, you know, that 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 was amazing. And then the two nothing victory, and then, you know, all the players, you know, throwing their jerseys to us. So yeah, you know, some of my some of my uh favorite moments right there, you know, being with you guys, being uh with San Diego Loyal these last four years, and you know it's it's a shame that it's over, man. I I also want to give a huge shout out to Brandon because as the person who's done a lot of the video things that we've done, 
almost always some of Brandon's cell phone video shots make it into the video because they <laughs> capture the moment so well <laughs> of the excitement of a goal or something else. Um, so I want to thank you, Brandon, for helping contribute and add to the flavor of our videos for, for all that you've shot and posted and uh, have you know, helped record <laughs> our journey over the last four years. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you so much, John. Appreciate it, man. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, Brandon. And then um, we have Puma with us, who I believe doesn't have any video, just audio. So Yeah, Robert, no camera for me, unfortunately. I coming through all, all good? Right. You're coming yep. through. Share Wonderful. your memories. Ooh. So I know for a fact the first ever match that I went to was the friendly against Cholos back in 2021. And uh, my favorite memories, I'd have to start with, and I pulled up the football reference page, so I wanted to make sure I got the date right for this. July 14th against Orange County SC. 60th minute, Grant Stellman gets a yellow card. 7th minute, we're down by one. We managed to win that match off of two goals from Callum Montgomery and, of course, Tumi Moshaban. And then, of course, there was that away trip in Phoenix in 22. That was something else. <laughs> I Personally, I cannot thank Chappie enough for bringing me home from that. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get his uh, beer that I owed him for that at some point this year. Then, of course, we had uh, the U.S. Open Cup. It was a fun watch party at Fair Play, watching what I now think is the second greatest goal in loyal history by Kyle Adams there. That was something special. And then for as bittersweet as it was, probably my favorite match of all time for the loyal was this last one. It was, it was special. It was magical. And now that it's over, it's sad, but God damn the reaction when Ronaldo got that penalty. It was, it was something special something I'm going to cherish for a very long time. Yeah, definitely. I think somebody right. mentioned it earlier. I think somebody mentioned it earlier, but like, this is probably as, you know, when this was announced that, you know, Loyal, this was going to be the end. I don't know if I could imagine. I mean, of course, I could imagine a better ending, you know, Barry's at the club, win the final, but like 10-7 was an amazing game. Vegas away was an incredible time. And then this last match, yeah, I mean, we lost, but it was it was it, just like Puma said. It was in, it was an incredible game, and there was incredible memories. And when nine was on fire, all one twenty, and it didn't go our way, but damn, that was memorable, and damn, that was enjoyable. And you know, if there's one way to go out, um, it's a pretty damn good way. I think the most heartwarming thing about that match was just how many people stayed long after the final whistle. And it just, it made clear that this was important. This mattered. And it felt really good to know that other people felt the way about this club that I do. All right. Thank you, Robert, for sharing the memories. I'd like to point out that Jerry also mentioned, who was on with us earlier, that Puma was the uh, first local that he met. So asking if you, if you remembered. Um, 
But we did bring in, as you can see on the screen, for those who are watching the YouTube version and not listening to this later on a podcast, uh, we have Chris Garcia and Nick Duffy with us. So I'm going to go with Chris first to try to save Nick any last little bit of voice that he can muster to get ready. <laughs> um, but, but Chris, um, what, what are your memories that you have? Go ahead. I mean, the, the memories are like endless when I look at the, you know, the last four years and it's, it's crazy to kind of look at where it was like going to that original thing at courtyard when the logo was unveiled, like still in that era where I was like freaking out that like, I got to speak to and talk to Linda Donovan because, you know, being a galaxy fan back in the day and a USA fan, like he was a dude that I just always loved. And the fact that like I could go up to him and have conversations with him and he, he maybe didn't know my name, but he knew like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he knew who I was like things like that are surreal, but like there, there's, there's so many amazing things. Like the first, the first two games, the preseason game, singing and chanting with Warren as we were both probably inebriated at the time in, in the section just the like I have videos I have videos on my phone in 109 of that first game where me and Warren are, are definitely uh, on one at that point but just like really cool oh, getting to carry the TIFO up on opening night and then also the game uh the last regular season home game which probably as I think about it and I've, I've been sitting here listening to everyone's stories and listening to what everyone said that last regular season home game where we spent the second half on the field, like that was one of the coolest things. And you can look at soccer, football all around the world and how many places are you going to see like the supporter section literally standing behind the goal, like like less than 10 feet away from the goalie, just in that situation, just singing, dancing, just like my body hurt the next day, but it was, it was a thousand percent worth it. And it's, it's, it's been it's been an amazing ride. Like, obviously, the the season did not end the way we wanted, but in a way, it's it's kind of poetic to see a team go out in the last minute like that. Just like, it's obviously the worst case scenario. But when you look back at it, and I'm sure when I look back at it from years from now, I'm just gonna be like, dude, that was it was an amazing time. All right, thank you, Chris. All right, Nick, you're up. All right, let's see how this goes. I'm uh, I'm on recovery mode. I'm I'm surprised it's actually better than I expected it was going to be today. Yesterday I could not say a single word. So, where you guys can hear me, right? <laughs> Absolutely, we can hear you. I, think, I, I can hear Mac. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, good, 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 good. <laughs> this man's yeah, that's, that's my number one, number one member. He is getting a new identity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> getting to. <laughs> Getting to create an alter ego is pretty pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if you remember Sean, but early to twenty twenty uh, match day lives. I every week I was on there, commenting up a storm, replying to your stats. I remember you. I remember your name, and I remember Steve. Before I knew anybody in the locals or anything about this club, really, I was religiously watching match day live. So I could get any sort of interaction with people. Because I was stuck in my barracks room watching on my computer mid midday. Everyone thought I was crazy. But it was it's what I wanted to do. And then I moved here and knew straight away that I was gonna join the locals. And then we 
I was I was watching the podcast all the time just to like get a sense of who are these people. And uh it was it was amazing, like finally getting to meet everybody and seeing all these people who in my mind I've I made like little stories about like who are these people, you know? And then to actually see what they're like in person was like way crazier than I could have ever imagined. So yeah, one of my favorite memories was the first time I came on the podcast. And I was just like thrown in there with Nate. I didn't I never met him before. And just like getting to talk about like who we were and and then now he's like one of my best mates and we do pizza bros together and the the social the social gatherings and the friendships are probably my biggest memories. Not so much on the field stuff. I couldn't tell you the score on this day or who scored that goal. My biggest my biggest memories are with you guys. You know, running around with Bryce at the TIFO paintings, we went, putting him in baby jail and making sure he didn't run on the TIFO or, <laughs> or you know, like getting a little bit too, too into capoing and yelling at Marklin and then having to apologize for getting a bit too emotional. Um, you know, just like small things like that, you know, just, I also agree with Puma, the, the OC Wednesday night game where there was a half yeah. section. We went down, we got a red card and we came back to win two, one. It's probably my all time San Diego loyal game for sure. That's There's like, something. Yeah, go. There's something about those Wednesday games. There's just something about the Wednesday games. They were never full, but there was, it's like all the diehards. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like you looked at each other and you were like, we have to go harder. And everybody understood that. And it was just, I don't know. Those were some of my favorite games, those Wednesday nights. Yeah, man. Like, I know, like the half section, I feel like everybody feels like they need to go harder. They see this, they see the stadium's half empty, you know? I know that's how I felt about it. And myself, I was like, oh, sh- I got to really be on point tonight. Like, yeah, got to go hard. And I, f- I feel like everybody was on board with that. You know, it's very hard to hear the rest of the section when you have the drums in your ear for 90 minutes. My hearing, my hearing over the last four years has gone right down. You know, I blame the military, but it's probably more of this. <laughs> my, my hearing is really bad. Use hearing protection, kids. If I take one more thing away from uh, from our time here, it's use hearing protection. <laughs> Nick, really, really quickly, I, I bought these like oh, two dude. weeks ago, and I got to use them all of like half a game. And God, I wish I had these the last couple of years. <laughs> like, dude, well, man. how many? I don't, I don't know how many times people walked around with earplugs offering to me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. I'm and here, like, oh, I don't know. And I, I like, hope oh, I haven't. Well, won't be able to hear anyone with them in. Like, how am I supposed I to know we what, how we sound? You know, I hope I've ruined Bryce's ears for life. <laughs> <laughs> He's three and a half, and he stands right next to the drums the entire game. <laughs> he is the drum. <laughs> yeah. Nick, you you right. shook loose one of my favorite memories real quick, which is maybe when I really truly felt like a local, which was a game uh, that that first season, that twenty twenty one season. Um, I had two ticket packages. I had one in 109, and then I had like two, like a half season with two seats because I was going to bring some friends and sit in 102 with them. And then sometimes I'd be in 109, and then sometimes I'd sit with friends and then be 109. And it was one of those nights, and I had one of my friends there with me, and we scored two goals back to back, and I was in 110. 
and I ran down into one. I was like, I have to like it just took over took over me. I was like, I have to run down and jump into 109. And I didn't know you like well at this point. I knew of you. I think we knew of each other, but I just ran down and fully assaulted you. Almost knocked me off the, yeah. the bleachers. And because I was like coming from it was like from the top rope of 110. I just like took two steps and like just jumped like at you because I just had to be there and had to be you, so you were watching too much Ray Mysterio, mate. Yeah, I did and uh, but yeah that so that was one of one of my moments too was like I have to be there. I have to be in the middle of this. Yeah, man. I re- I remember now thank thank you for bringing that up because because that's pretty good. The amount of people that have like come up to me when there's a goal, like they'll run half with, they'll like push people out of the way in the section. They're like, I'm going for him. <laughs> you know, like I had Andrew, Andrew Vasilialis did it when he was in, when he was like the, that fourth goal against Oakland the other day, he like ran from, from the front row, like pushing people out of the way with his shirt off, come up to me and just wrap me in a big hug. Yeah, that's the one that got the video. Yeah, shirts off. I mean, the, all those photos of me with my shirt off has motivated me to go to the gym because, oh my goodness. <laughs> Look at that gut, dude. All of those videos of you uh, without a shirt have also motivated me to go to the gym. So thank you. That thank that you. would be one of my biggest regrets would be not keeping in shape while drinking beers with you guys. (laughs) Maybe that needs to be, maybe that's the locals future is that we just turn for the next year. At least we turn into like a workout club. So that we, when we take our shirts off in the 85th at any other soccer game, people are not like disgusted. Nick, was it the, I think it had to be last year, right? That you started to, you started to do, um, you, were, you said you were going to do two months no drinking because you wanted to get, you know, wanted to lose weight. And I think you made it a, a week. No, I did a month. I made <laughs> okay. the month. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so two years ago, I started yeah. doing dry July. And the first year I did a month and I was like, okay, I feel really good about this. Like, it was great. It was a good month. And it, it sucked because everyone's like, why are you doing it in July? There's all these events and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but then it teaches discipline, you know? And it was good. It was a struggle. And then the second last year, uh, last year, I was like, okay, I can, I can double this. I can go too. And then I don't know, it was some, somebody's event. I think someone had an event and, and it was like right at the end. And I was just like, I can't do it. I just, I can't go another month of this. I, I need a drink. So I just remember that. Yeah. Sean, yep. I'm going to give you a, chance to jump in here because i know in our back channels you had something you wanted to add so i'm, I'm going to steer the conversation to you for a second here before we go over to sean duffy uh yeah um i have a few regrets in the four years that, that the band's been together so to speak um i always regretted that the fact that when we were doing broadcast it meant i couldn't be among the supporters like i could always see them off to the right making and you could certainly hear them but it was logistically impossible to do my job and also be in there and i'm so glad that in the la- in las vegas just was it last weekend was that really last weekend oh wow or the weekend before you know um that i finally got to do that for the last 20 minutes uh which is how i got that um um uh, ex- the the video that i can use to extort nick there beautiful artwork <laughs> yeah um, uh, yeah it felt you going going hard there um 
And uh, yeah, I always wanted to be in among that. Of course, obviously work meant I couldn't always be, um, but it always, it always sounded amazing. I mean, that last, you mentioned that last regular season game. Um, we were in Qatar. It was 5, that game started at 5 a.m. in Doha and I got up early to, to work on it uh, and the atmosphere was amazing. But there's something you probably are unaware. I, mean, I can't imagine how you would know this, so I'm sure this is the first time you'll be hearing it. Um, the first three years, um, I was basically on the payroll. You know, I was, I was paid per game to do all everything. At the start of this year, because of the, situ the forthcoming situation that was being forced upon the club, they had basically told me, look, we, we, can't, we can't keep you because we've got to cut everything back. And I said, can I stay anyway? Because the thing is, is I, I'm so sentimentally attached by this point, and it's not really about the money to me. Like I, I knew getting into this that this is not going to pay me retirement money. I just kind of wanted to be part of it. And by that point, I thought I'm not really ready to let this go. Like, can I can I just stay anyway <laughs> and just chip in when I get the opportunity? To which Ricardo, because Ricardo had called me to tell me to pass on this news. And I said, look, Ricardo, can I just, you know, can you just give me a pass and, you know, I'll, I'll, chip, I'll chip in when I can. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to, I certainly wasn't going to ask you to do that because that's, you know, that's slightly offensive to ask somebody who's a professional to, to work for free. Um, but if you're right doing that, we would absolutely love you to be there. Um, so that's all this year. Um, I didn't make a dime working for San Diego Loyal, but I still had to get up at stupid o'clock in wherever the fuck I was um, because I thought I, can't, I don't want I don't want to miss it because you know it was always the bit that was like you get very when you when you're traveling a lot you get very disoriented like where are we now I don't know it's another hotel somewhere and uh, but then it was like okay what time a loyal player okay three thirty a.m. oh fuck all right fine. Um, and then you switch on my, put on my iPad at a ridiculous hour of the morning. And there they were. In fact, um, those of you who are particular friends with me might remember I was in hospital in Bahrain for 10 days at the start of the season. That first game of the season, I think we played Detroit in the home opener. Um, I was watching that from my hospital bed. <laughs> and I think, I think, I don't think I did stats for that one. I think I let myself off on that one. But I did take a picture and sent it to uh, sent it to Ricardo. I said, "I haven't forgotten about you guys. I might be laid up here, but um, I, I didn't want to leave it. I never. I'm, I'm just. My regret is I never got to spend more time in the supporters sections, just because I felt a responsibility to make the best show possible. I was very competitive about it. By the way, I was like, "All right, lads, we're going to make the best show in USL here. I don't, you know, I don't think." With who we've got here, I think we can do it. And uh, going back to what I mentioned about Vista tv and everything they said look uh, the loyal show is the best one we do you know the people who are doing it care more about it than any other club um uh, so at least we had that at least we had people you know it, it wasn't to us it wasn't just really a job it was more like a i don't want to say a hobby because that implies we're not taking it seriously but it was it was definitely uh, let me put it to you this way um i did not uh, I, I did not work for San Diego Wave this season um, because I was like, look, this is more of a job. You can pay me. But for Loyal, I was going to let it slide. I was like, mm, I don't know. 
was a bit more than a job to me. I kind of, I still need to be doing it, you know? Um, and, uh, that's, that's the thing I'll miss. And I'll, and I'll miss that. I didn't meet you all enough and I'll miss that. I never actually, I've never actually met any players. I've never met a single wow. player in Diego Loyal. Uh, I've met Landon Donovan once. I've met Nate Miller once. Um, and, and some of the players follow me on Twitter. And we might have exchanged DMs. I think Jack Metcalf and I exchanged DMs. But for the rest, it's like we've never actually met. Uh, <laughs> what a shame. But I feel I, I, nor I normally I'm like, okay, that's just how it is. But now it's over. I think oh, I should have. <laughs> should I have made a better effort? Have I been a terrible friend? I don't know. Um, please so don't how, what's the breakdown of would you say percentage-wise of uh games that you were there for and games that you did virtually stat man like well what, in uh, what, what's that been like in 2020 um obviously i was there for all of them because we didn't do any travel for f1 and actually that was a an important part of the the, the formative feeling towards loyal i mean i mentioned how it's sort of me jack and shannon every week and, and then Jordan and Darren downstairs. And then in front of us, you, if you know the where Andrew Vasiliadis usually would sit, which is beneath the sort of box that his family would be in. And when we were there with no fans, I could we, we could hear what the players were shouting at each other because there's no other sound to, to deflect it. So we could hear, we could hear Landon shouting tactics. We could hear Andrew yelling at at the linesman. Um, it was a very it was a very intimate experience. Um, as sometimes the players could hear our commentary from out the window. That's how that's how weird it is in an empty stadium. Um, so I was there for all of them in 2020, and then when they do match day live from Stone Brewing, I would show up there just out of a sense of well, I go along, you know, just to because of course back then we just wanted the social, didn't we? We wanted to just be able to hang out with somebody. Um, so I'd be there with Darren and Jordan. I remember when we won away in Phoenix, I think that was when Rubio Rubin had the hat trick. Um, that was that was the high point in terms of soccer, the actual on-field on product in 2020 when they won away in Phoenix. Um, in 21, I was there for every home game uh, except the, the, what was it, 3-4 when they lost to Oakland on the last, was it the last home game of the season? Um, find myself I should, should, should really know this is a stats guy shouldn't I but it all got it got, it got out of control in that last home game um that's right you're not and, getting paid so yeah well this is true <laughs> yeah screw it yeah uh, <laughs> um and um but from 2022 onwards it kind of went remote uh because then suddenly it was like okay now we kind of need you back at the track um and I, I did feel like I actually, I think I actually said to Andrew Vassiliadis, I said, look, I, I hope you don't feel like I'm dumping you. It's just that this was actually my job before this we started and I need to go back to it. Um, but I, you know, I said, can I still work remotely? And they said, yeah, fine. And then as I said, you know, at the start of this season, it was like, look, we're kind of having to pair everything back here. We're back to the wall with the, the pirate ship that's sailing into town. Um, uh, uh, but then I was like, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ditching you because the thing is, the thing I loved about it was that it was so apolitical. It was like, okay, this is our club and we do it our way. It wasn't going to be dictated upon us what it had to be. It was going to be the thing that we decided it was, not taking our marching orders from the head office in bloody Manhattan. Um, and 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 that's that's why I was so attached to it. And and I, I must say, I in the games I did at Snapdragon Stadium for the Wave, 
who have been very successful, and I'm not being critical of them, it does feel more corporate. And I do think, oh, I just, oh, just don't want to do this on my day off. You know, I just kind of want to go and have fun. And if fun means being at Torero, you know, I, I get it. We're not Real Madrid, but, you know, I don't need it to be that because it's our thing. That's the thing I like about it. It doesn't need to be, you know, um, SoFi Stadium. You know, that's not why I'm here. I'm here because it, it's a representation of us. So even if I'm not getting paid, I'm still here. What a guy. Uh, I could, what a guy. Yeah, I, I could listen to your stories and your behind the scenes stuff all night, but I, I would like to give Sean a chance here since he's been uh, the other Sean, Duffy, a chance since he's been uh, waiting for a second. And I think Sean Duffy's the last person we have in our queue. So once we get through Sean's memories, we can kind of open it up and have a bit more of a free for all after that. So, uh, Sean Duffy, you have the stage. All right, we're going to go through all of my memories, um, which uh, I think I actually want to tag on something that Sean Kelly said, which was especially the reaction that Ricardo had to you saying, hey, like, I'd really like to do this. This was my uh, same situation a lot of times with Ricardo saying like, hey, I'll do this extra stuff. I'll go to your philanthropy events. I will skip work to go do all these things. And I'd sell stuff to Weston, like, hey, don't worry about that. Let me help you with this, blah, blah, blah. And I think it caught many of these guys by surprise how much the community cared so much about this club that for some of them, I think they got wrapped up in the fact that it was a job. that They forget just how like meaningfully, meaningful emotionally it was for a lot of us, socially, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, thanks for all your work, Sean. I appreciate it. Um, my memories is watching the very first game from Santa Barbara, feeling like, oh my God, I'm not going to be here for the full first season. And then COVID hitting and being like, well, no one's going to be there for the first full season. This is great. Um, just kidding. Didn't feel that way. Um, but it's everything else around the club. I think some other people have talked about it. I don't really remember the individual games that well. I can remember some fucking bangers. I can remember Guido to Barry. On that counterattack on the right flank, oh my god, I, yeah, I dreamed of that for weeks. It was so good. Um, I can remember, you know, from this year, obviously, Kyle Adams smashing it in the Open Cup. Like, hell yeah, that was fucking insane. I actually can't remember any goals live. I don't remember a single goal live. Every goal I remember is on TV. I don't know why. Um, but a lot of it's also, like, all the friendships. It's everything else that's grown around this. Um, my fifth date with my girlfriend was a loyal game i dragged her to a loyal game she didn't give a shit about football at that point um we have been to every loyal game possible since then um and she cried probably more than me at the last game on sunday uh, which i want to say is pretty impressive because i was still crying on their drive home um yeah it's meeting and re-meeting a lot of y'all because i worked on soccer city back in 17 18 um, and so I met several of you then, um, and then I pieced out because I worked in politics and that's just what you do. And then I getting to come back and have something to look forward to with people that I knew, uh, and who like me had dedicated so much of their time to the beautiful game, just trying to get the beautiful game to come to San Diego. Um, it was awesome to reopen it and to have it be successful for as long as it was, um, and to be here to be chatting with all you guys, to be doing random stuff in the community, just centered around, once again, 
the beautiful game. A bunch of goofballs kicking a ball, even weirder goofballs in the stands cheering them on. Um, yeah, it was fucking awesome. This whole everything about the past four years, the ups and the downs, I wouldn't trade a moment of it for anything else in the world. I don't think the ups feel as good without the downs. Um, and I don't think you get the emotional, real pull without, the, you know, what happened at the very end. It's a, it's a bit of a tragedy, but there's a lot of really good tragedies out there. So, it's just another one. I think I said it on Twitter, but like, this is, I'm equating this to my third great heartbreak. You know, like everyone goes through heartbreak through life. This is my third one. This is the big one. So, won't be the last but it's the one that hurts the most right now. I, I think we uh, probably all are feeling that way to some degree. Um, I don't see any more people in our queue. I do have someone off screen that I'm going to bring back on, which is Jerry Abara, which kind of maxes us out at our 10 people here. Uh, but I would like to open the floor um, to anybody who might like to add anything else or maybe ask a question of somebody else. So I... I know it's kind of tough making this a little bit of a free-for-all at the moment, but uh, we're kind of in extra time here, so I will let anybody. Is that Nick Duffy? You got a hand up? You want to start I us off? I got my hand up, sir. All right. Um, I would, I just, like, um, the uh, the San Diego we are, like, having different people come down into the section, like people from around the locals, people from the club, you know, just giving people that opportunity to lead San Diego we are, either in the first half or the second half, and seeing how much it, it meant to them to, like, lead the San Diego we are was just a really special privilege of the job of being capo. Um, I had multiple people afterwards, like, give me a big hug and say, thank you, thank you so much. Um, so that, just that is is probably one of my favorite memories is just, shoulder tap and someone be like hey help me out here guy and then them just absolutely going crazy yeah i mean a little history in the the, the end of the game we are thing you know while we're telling stories and i don't know how many more of these i'll get to tell and, and the lore of locals and loyal history um but you know jerry jimenez started that chant and i'm pretty sure it's the, the first match of 2020 and then we continued it on when we returned to play um, but it had to be mid 2021, uh, and I received a call from Landon. Straight Landon Donovan called me, and he said, "Hey, I want to do something, you know, where, you know, the players kind of interact with the supporters after the match." It's probably, you know, it's coming from his history and his time with, you know, playing professionally. He, he really wanted to to do something where you know the players interact with the fans after the game, um, and he's like, you know, don't come up with an answer right now. So let's not force it, but. Um, you know, let, why don't you come to training? It was just, just an invite to me, come to training. Uh, and then, you know, we can talk it through after the game or after the training. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll come. Like, absolutely. I'm not gonna, not gonna turn that down. Um, and so this was, you know, 2021 still. So COVID was whatever. So like, I didn't, you know, interact with the players really or anything, but me and Landon sat, you know, a couple, you know, a couple yards apart on the bleachers and we talked it through. And I was like, you know, this San Diego, we are chant that we do every couple, whatever, um, like every couple times a half or once, once a half, you know, that, that, that could be a cool thing. You know, you, you guys say San Diego, come over, raise your hands up. The section gets quiet. And then we respond with, we are, um, and we you know we do the drums and stuff. And he's like, 
okay, sounds good. Okay, sounds good. Um, we talked it through, and he said he was going to talk to the players and kind of like you know show them videos. I sent him a couple of videos from the stands, um, and you know it came to game time, and I texted him, and I was like, or game day, and I texted him, and I said, hey, um, you know, don't forget, like I'm I've told everybody. We sent an email. I was like, you know, I, I think Discord was starting just starting by then, uh, so we were talking it through on Discord and. Um, you know, in the section, I was yelling at people like, hey, after the game, the players are going to say San Diego and we are going to say we are. Um, and that first time they came over, it was like, it was perfect. You know, like it went off, like it was, it was like, it was like, it just clicked. It just worked. Um, and it's just taken, it's taken a life from there. And um, it's one of the cooler moments, you know, when the whole stadium catches on. And that first time, obviously, it was just us, and then it's grown, and it's grown, and it's grown, and now it's become this thing where the players, you know, did a U, and they they really, like, now it's, like, the whole entire stadium. And even when we did it in the first half uh, this past Sunday, everybody catches on, you know? Like, we start by, you know, hands up, and it takes a little bit of time, and it's, like, the whole stadium, like, I can almost, like, feel, like, families get excited that are in – 102 or whatever and be like oh yeah okay we, we can do this one we can we can go along and like you kind of feel that a little bit and like the whole stadium's doing it and it's really taken on a life of its own um but it is really cool and yeah i mean victor you said there win or lose uh because that was one thing landon talked to me about he goes win or lose and i said yeah just like the you know just like the growler just like the just like the award trophy like win or lose we go hard so win or lose you guys come interact with us and nick i know like we've talked a lot about you know, there's been some losses. They needed some reminding. Players don't go hard. Yeah, they need some reminding. And and I, you know, we've talked a lot about that. And I, I, I communicated that privately to to some front office members. Like, hey, man, this they can't come over. We we go hard no matter what. And if they if, if there's a loss, that's not our fault. Um, we want the same respect. So, uh, I, I but I, I, I've loved that tradition, and I think that it's really taken on a life of its own. And it's sad that it's, you know that it's 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 over it's it's sad but it's also like some of the coolest memories that i think we have um to have that like interaction with the players at the end of the match sorry about that i was was doing some extra typing thank you steve um sean i i saw that you you need to head out don't you (laughs) got some work yes I do, although I will finish I will finish my my soliloquy with this uh, minor thought, which was I had told them back in August, I said, look, I'm, I'm on the road with F1 for the next few months. There is only one more game I can attend in person at Torero, and that's if they host the final. And alas, uh, we did not make it. But um, I had intended, in the spirit of the two jobs that have kept me going for the last four years, um, to, I was going to bring a checkered flag with me and wave it at the players. Uh, had that, had we got to the last game, because I thought, well, okay, well, whatever happens, this is the end. So I was going to make a checkered flag with San Diego Loyal on it and wave it. Just say that's it. Sadly, that would have been yeah, awesome. Didn't get to do it, but you know, it's the thought that counts. Well, Sean, thank you again so much for everything you have contributed to the locals for our enjoyment with all the stats that you gave and following online um everything and and thankful uh, selfishly on my end that you chose to work for free for one more season to help us out so we could enjoy 
enjoy everything you do to help out. And thanks one last time for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories. It's welcome it's to the life of the volunteer. Uh, yes, it's a reflection <laughs> yeah. of um, the, the passion that you you guys put in. Really, I mean, because if you guys didn't care, I wouldn't have cared. So it was a reflection of that. And also, you mentioned the, the life of volunteer. I thought, look, if you guys are going to volunteer all this time, mm -hmm. there's nothing fucking stopping me doing the same thing. So what am I going to do? So so that's why I did it. He's one of our own. He's one of our own. Sean Kelly. He's one. He's one of our own. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sean. Enjoy right. Mexico City. Good night, Sean. Thanks. Good night, Sean. See it. All right. And then also, I think. Um, Chris Garcia was getting ready to head out as well. So uh, I'm going to give him the floor so he can say some final goodbyes. And then we'll we'll get to Tony and Marklin. And hopefully um, we can squeeze Paul Naku in here as we free up some space. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to free up some space so we can, we can hear from some other amazing people. But just like, you know, love you all. Obviously, like Steve, I've known for so long going back to like AO San Diego and just like being part of this community together. Like it's, it's been a special ride, but then all these amazing people like Jerry, we kicked ass at trivia tonight and won with 109 <laughs> points for the culture. Um, so we did that. Nick, like watching you capo has just been amazing. Like the, the heart and soul you put into everything just, just warms my heart every fucking time like i i'm an old man now so i don't know if i could do that for 90 minutes but just like <laughs> yes, I, you I, could. Just, everything you've done has just been special no steve i i got like 45 maybe 50 minutes in me, like, <laughs> at a time. but but honestly like everyone else like i love you all like like this is a family and i know we will spend so much time together whether it's outside of soccer or whatever but love you guys all we love you too chris I just want right, to say, thank you. If if nobody yeah, minds, uh, Tony, I have been remarkably critical towards you over the course of the past year due to certain decisions that you have made. Though in the end, I must give you credit for the last game. You brought out a banger of a Hawaiian shirt, and I think you deserve all the credit in the world for your choice of wardrobe for the occasion. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, well, yeah, Tony has a really segue. good short game, I'd say. We'll, <laughs> we'll give Tony the floor right now to uh, to share his memories, and then we'll get to Marquin, and and I think we're going to get Paul in here in just a second. All right, Tony, you're up. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, it's, you know, it's been part of the ritual of my life for the past four seasons, and that's how I measure years, too, is the seasons now, right? Um it's one of those things where there was always something San Diego loyal going on in, in my life, whether it's going to training and, and, and getting some, some sound, some audio fighting for coverage when there was nothing during preseason, right? Like all those things just seem minute in, in the grand scheme of things, obviously. But um, I have to thank the, the team for really having me find the love of the sport once again, as many found it for the first time many had it rekindled uh, some you know it, it's 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 turned into that love hate that we all love of this sport right and selfishly throughout and it's incredibly selfish in 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 the way that i 
you know, wanted to do this is because I wanted to really also get involved. I wanted to find a way into soccer once again. And um, I DM'd the San Diego Loyal account before starting any of this to see if there was any chance of like helping out. And I really meant like helping out, like, you know, take bags, pin up, help set up stuff, like anything. Um, they didn't respond, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I let her talk with, with people who did see that and they're like, oh, okay. But just seeing what it, it, it ended up becoming um, through the pandemic, uh, it really helped me just kind of grasp reality in, in, in some way where the most surreal things were happening across the world. Nobody was talking to each other. I met a lot of you through like this cameras and this is how we've been maintaining our relationship and our um our world from from crumbling you know we had zoom uh, watch parties back in the day because we really couldn't couldn't do that and highly uh questionable live streams from within torero stadium that nobody found out um and they're still up there like i you know media foo pa you're not supposed to apparently live stream from within uh to an audience of zoom members across the country um but it, it was honestly just something that uh it became a labor of love um and i think that's kind of how all of this can be sur uh, surmised is that it was all a labor of love whether it be through 109 the locals the philanthropic uh you know activities from the club from from y'all and and just being involved in all of that just really you know having pride in, in in san diego as a whole and it was a great representation and, a, and such a great mix of people like i've never met any of you brandon is the only person i know the voice of national city if you guys aren't aware you know he's i followed in his footsteps uh doing sweetwater high school commentary it's same footsteps as joe corona he just is a little bit more humble uh, than I am about having those same footsteps. But um, look, it's the, the thing that I keep saying with with anything that happens from here on out with us is that it's an event, the adventure of a lifetime. San Diego Loyal will and forever be the adventure of a lifetime where I'm never going to forget the people, the team, the players, front office, the experience. And it's I'm going to cherish it forever. Favorite memories? I mean, man, like, I can't pick like it, like I have a, a a a rolodex of just things that that come up where, I mean, I, I I can't even tell you. I forget some of these things. I'll go back and watch them. And be like, oh wow, that happened. Like, um, and just being able to experience it with such cool dudes, going to O'Brien, shutting the place down one time with Travis and uh, Tom Phillips at like two a.m. Uh, dur during like high pandemics, like highly like. Uh, probably shouldn't but we stayed safely uh away but it's those memories that like you never you're never really gonna have a chance to make these opportunities don't come often to make such impactful joyful memories in your lifetime and we've had four years full filled, filled with those um and that's something that i'll forever be in depth and dead for any anybody who you know, helped this movement of soccer in San Diego. That's ultimately what it was. All of this was a giant love letter to the sport of San Diego, what we've all been knowing that's been here, what we've been loving. And 
if it it just it just lit a torch and that that is going to be the eternal flame of soccer in San Diego is everything San Diego loyal. Tony, I thank you for I mean, great comments and and personally so happy it reignited your passion in soccer because it gave us the podcasts that you bring us every week. And frankly, as much as um, Steve and Jerry and Drew kept us going as a supporter group with their podcast, you also, with your podcast, started roughly the same time, kept us going. It gave us another angle to look at things because you were separate. Even though you did things with Loyal, you, you were separate from our group, you were separate from the team, and you were able to approach things from a different angle and give us a different perspective, which which you still do. And uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to you for, even though this is a little side from, from local stuff, for everything you um, and Shiva have done to to shine a spotlight on our and raise awareness of our soccer community. Uh, so thank you very much. And then yeah. I, I'll give anybody else a chance to step in for a second, but then then I'm going to shift over to Marco and as soon as we get any other comments here. I just want to say thank you, Tony. I mean, it's been, I think I, I've gotten so many kind words over the last couple of days about it's, you know, thank you for all you've done, blah, blah, blah. But I, I want to say thank you, Tony. Um, you know, it's been a joy to watch you guys grow uh, from day one, uh, from your podcast covering this team to what you guys are now, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and I, I'm, I'm proud to have known you for as long as I have and call you a friend. And, um, I, I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm, I'm proud of you. And, um, I just want to say thank you. No, appreciate that. And one last thing is just, I want to say is I will make sure for as long as we have this podcast, this outlet, this, whatever adventure, I will make sure that the spirit of what was made here, San Diego loyal, the locals, everybody is maintained because somebody needs to make sure that soccer is protected as an entity here because you guys made it special and we will forever make sure that that is the ethos of what we do moving forward. So thank you guys for really allowing this. And I'll, I know there's people waiting, John, so I'll skedaddle out of here. I'll enjoy it with my AirPod. You guys have been amazing. We love you, Tony. Love you, Tony. Love you, Tony. Love you, thank Tony. you so much. All right, Marklin, we're going to give you the stage and then we'll give Paul a chance here and then we'll take one last look and see if we have any other people. But I think at least at the moment, you guys are our last two for, for new comments here. So Marklin, right. you have the stage. Right on and just chiming in again on thank you, Tony, and watching the growth and watching the coverage has been amazing across the years. Um, from the early, like, first season pre-game meetups at, at brew pubs and like starting to get together. It started becoming clear to me that this was a really cool thing. It wasn't just, Hey, yeah, we have a team in San Diego. It's like, wow, this, there's some vision here. There's some stuff happening that's making this uniquely San Diego. And First season happened and then we got shut down, but everything started growing. And, you know, the way the team handled themselves and the way the club responded and, you know, from walking off at that game 
and the forfeits like wow okay they're not just going to talk it they're going to do it and then once we got back together seeing that represented in in the supporters group and how we came together that was just that's been amazingly special to be part of and to watch happen um some big memories lots of away trips um i guess not lots but those stick out that first la trip when we went up there and played in that little stadium and we went hard for 90 minutes and like some of the la fans started like giving us some lip and stuff like trying to throw it back at us and we didn't really like interact too much and just kept going and then by the end they were they were like okay hats off to you guys you go like we don't know who you are but you're all right with us and like earning that respect on on that trip was rad and then being able to connect with them when yeah. they when they came to Torero and then finally getting back up there for the US Open Cup game that was amazing and then having them just like stoked that we were there and welcoming us back and being like yeah we, we, all right we were hoping to see you guys again um that was rad uh got a new great new mexico road trip was stoked for that we were in the same hotel as the team and like bumping into them was rad that was an amazing game and hanging with the new mexico fans like i would recommend that to anybody just go up for a new mexico game and go hang out with their fans because it's their spirit is right they they're they're doing a good thing up there too um but like who we are our oc games every time we go up and take over Torero North, um, all those moments and so many great moments in 109, so much great stuff. I got to hang with Gabe and like so many games that he and I got together. Um, you know, that is something I'm going to hold forever that I got to have all these games to hang out with my son. That was amazing. And cherished and so valued and I, I watch a bunch of the rest of you with some younger ones and watching that growing up and remembering those days and watching that and being able to have it at this side of it um yeah that uh, will always be something i i cherish um thanks to all of you for your game day energy, your off game day energy, the, the broadcasts, the, the, the watch parties, the get togethers, all of it. It's just been such a rad community. And, and so such a pleasure to be connected with all of you. So, um, those are the big things sticking out right now. And I'm sure there's so many more, but, Thanks, John. Thank you for all of your work with this, like the vision you've had from year one of doing this and then the energy putting it together, all these different little types of podcasts and video shows. It's so amazing and such a cool part of who we are and that you've been able to capture that and represent that and communicate that for us. Um, thank you. Uh 
thank you very much for the compliment. And for those who maybe weren't around in the very beginning, Marquin did do one of our very original chants that we had and uh, turned it into a song that's actually available on Spotify. And if you ever have seen the Forever Loyal docuseries that I put together, uh, the closing music for that was was done by Marklin. So Marklin, thank you very much for contributing a piece to that and making it, um, giving me something to have a good solid ending to every <laughs> episode. So thank you. Right. Yeah. Thanks, John. Okay. Right. Um, I'm I'm gonna bop off now, and in case anybody else wants to show up. So thank you all. We'll love you, Marklin. All right. I'm, love you all. Before I turn it over to Paul, we, we do have a couple more people that I'm just going to bring on the stage so we can see who they are. So we have a couple that will be joining us in a minute, but first we'll go to um, we'll go to Paul. But before uh, before the loyal were even a thing, one of I would say the new pillars that were starting to form of our San Diego soccer culture was Bridge Barcada. And for anyone who doesn't know, Paul was one of the original founders of Bridge Barcada. So Paul, welcome. Floor is yours. Share your thoughts. Yeah, Mark, Mark then uh, kind of got me there uh, with uh, sharing his story with his son. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, We've all cried. Uh, at the last would, game, would you like us? No, I, I got it. The, the last game, I <clears throat> I gave a hug to Elijah, and like at the end, I was like, "Should we take a picture?" And he was like, "No, it, we need to show our vulnerability to show like our our feelings and what we're going through." <clears throat> but yeah, this this has been tough, like. To me, having the opportunity to start a club with your son as a like a one-year-old and then have him grow with Loyal has been so special. Like to have something so constant that you can go to, that you can share with your family and know like this is this is not only the beginning of of you, this is the beginning of this club, and we're we're growing together. We're uh, going through ups and downs. We went through a pandemic together. Um, we somehow made it through that, and we kept growing. And to me personally, like being uh, a father isn't easy, and I feel like. This club, this community has really kept me together because I had some very low points and um, this helped me get through it, to be honest. I, I talked to Andrew before he went to O'Brien's um, after the last game and he, he kind of shared similar things like, like this has helped a lot for a lot of people. And you may not know people's stories and 
what they go through their daily lives, but you know, we had we had this, and this really really made it special. And I I can't thank everyone enough, like to be able to have this experience because. You know, we've had sports teams in San Diego before, like Chargers, Padres. And I mean, I, I had a connection because with San Diego, but, you know, I've played soccer my entire life. And for to have a team that I echo everybody, like that could represent you and that you can be a part of and you could be close to, that you can actually touch, you can communicate to, like, talk to the president, I could go to the shop and run into Landon, Landon randomly or just like anybody. And I just, I think that's so unique and that's so special. And I, and I feel like that's the thing I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the accessibility. I'm going to miss that personal touch. I'm going to miss like, you know, I feel like I've been heard. I feel like I've been seen. I'm not just like someone on the wall, like a normal supporter, like lost. I felt like every one of us had a special moment. And I feel like that's why it's been so hard to get through this. Cause yeah, we have new things coming in. We've had the wave come in. We still have the soccers, but I don't know, just starting from the very beginning, from before it even started, before uh, it became what it is. Just to know that you're a part of building that culture, building building those friendships, building this club that's been like one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. And for me, like, I don't, I don't talk that much. I don't... I don't I'm not the loudest, but you know I've I've tried to capture as much as I could because this has meant so, so much to me and my family and um, you know there's tons of memories that I'm gonna keep forever. Um, like the biggest one for me is to just having that relationship with Elijah and him coming during the pandemic because I want a t-shirt, right? Um, never had a connection with a player like that, which is him just being so honest and being, being so thoughtful and caring to be like to establish that connection with a kid. He's only like one and a half or something like that. And, you know, and that connection has made my kid uh, probably the only reason he wants to watch because he gets to see his player. He gets to see his friend. Um, he gets to be like, hey, yeah, that, that's Elijah. Or like when we go to other, watch another game, he's like, where's Elijah? I was like, this, he's not playing. He's not, that's not the loyal. <laughs> um, but things like that, just seeing him grow and then having that relationship, I think, we all have that with certain players and, you know, I think it's very special. And again, I just want to thank everyone again. Like this, this means a lot. And uh, I love that we did this together. So thank you.
Thank, thank you, Paul. You, um, you said you don't talk a lot and, and stuff, and, and that might be true, but every time I've had a conversation with you and I've heard you speak, you speak from the heart. And I think you, you share and say things that a lot of people are feeling that sometimes they don't share as well. And you have, on your own, contributed so much to this community. Some of you know I started a project before called Soccer Shorts, but that whole thing was what Paul and Carl and them started with Bridge Barcada. And I just came out to play one time and thought it would be a good story. And it turned into a, a whole separate project for me. So Paul, you've always been true to the community and everything. And I want to thank you for everything you've done and, and frankly, helping me stay connected early on in the fallout of the, the, original MLS Soccer City campaign. So that uh, that Bridge Barcada helped get me yeah. through things as well and put that together. So I, I want to say thank you to you for all you've done for me and for everyone else as well. Yeah, and, and you know, we've gone through this without even mentioning the fiends, um, which, you know, we can't we can't not mention that. It's, it's been such a rad addition to our supporter community in, in 109 and you know, you see the vests and they're all custom done and it's like, it's so much time. I mean, I think that a lot of people here are in leadership and they know how much time that it takes to, to do something you love and, you know, to volunteer, but like how much you put into fiends and how much that's added flavor and, and a little extra to 109 is just, I, I can't explain it. Like, it's so cool. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, because it's it's something special and it's something that you created and you were passionate about and um all the patches and vests and the flags and banners and stuff i know that was it's a lot of work but um it's really fucking cool so thank you <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure i think this has definitely been an outlet for that creativity and just to be able to express yourself in whatever way you want and this has been that space and it's been so open and welcoming and like to me that's don't really have that many spaces like that so thank you all right thank you paul um i'm gonna turn it over to weston now weston thank you so much for coming on um especially just as we all know how much you have done as really at the end here as our liaison, but uh, happy, happy to have you on and happy to have you share your thoughts with us. So the floor is yours. Well, hi, John. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I had a soccer game of my own tonight. Otherwise, I would have been with you guys this whole time. Uh, I, I just got home and had a feeling you guys might be on, uh, still on. Um, so wanted to pop in and just to be here uh share the space with you guys i don't have much to say um I, I what i put in the discord earlier today uh like was uh was from the heart and i'm not much of a i like like you said uh paul i i, I i'm still processing i guess is is the best thing i can say is i don't i don't have deep words for uh for y'all right now i just wanted to be with you guys in this time um and that's kind of what i've always tried to do um so uh, share share my gratitude for you all um 
and yeah, just for being there from the start with me. So uh, if anyone has any questions, I guess I can, I can answer those about the past or wants to reminisce about uh, road trips or things we were at together. Uh, happy to do that, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty drained at the moment. When did you become so awesome Weston? Can I, let me, can I share a, a, a memory? When I met Weston? you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Weston was the first person that I met when I came to San Diego. I came down to the club to get a season ticket, and I knew that I wanted to be in the supporters section. And he was the first person I met. I'd been stuck at home for two months. The only person I could talk to was my wife, my lovely wife. But even after two months of doing nothing, moving from another country having no friends first person i met was weston and he could have just sold me a ticket i was an easy sale i was always gonna pay could have just sold me a ticket and been like have a good day but he said hey no you're new to town let me show you around let's grab a beer come out play soccer with this group and he 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 really went the extra mile and i know i've told you and i told ricardo there's nobody in san diego at the club who's grown loyalty more than weston has and and I will fucking charge the gates of hell for you, brother. Man, I remember that day, dude. I remember that day. I remember the first time you came out to pick up with us. Uh, yeah, like I, that's that's always what I tried to do. And I'm I'm just so like you repaid that kindness a millionfold with everything you've done for us in this club in this community, man. So right back at you. All right. Well, thank you, Weston. All right, Steve, did you have something you wanted to add? You're muted, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Um, another Weston story is that uh, back in 2019, when we were holding you know supporter meetings around the county, um, Weston was at the very first one at Coronado. I remember that very specifically. You were in your Spurs jersey, and you talked about your time in Memphis and the supporters group there. And I was like, wow, this that's rad. Like That's a really cool story. And then I remember kind of staying in touch and you were like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to try to go for a, for a position with the club. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Like, I'm sad for us, but I'm happy for you. Um, it like, I don't know, little did I know that like this was better than it could ever be. I mean, I responded to you in discord, but I, it's just nobody And Nick, you said it well, but nobody in that club has goes above and beyond more than Weston did. Like, you know, ticket rep, but like I could text him, the day of the game, like two hours before, hey, I need an extra ticket. And he's and it's like, oh, he's he's like, it's in your account. Like, you don't have to do that kind of shit. And like, you know, since he's become supporter liaison, it's like the extra mile every minute, every time he can. It's always like, you know, last parking lot, not not just last game, but the, the game before. Like, we really needed an extension cord. And he like ran around and found one. Like, that's not in your job description, but like it's it's just it's just who you are. And it, I I just we would not be anywhere near where we are without Weston. Um, we would, it, it's no, nowhere close. Like it takes a village. I think I said that earlier. And like, it's not just a village of our people, but it takes great people all, all around it. And like, I don't know. I, 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 I think whoever, whoever picks you up, they should be fighting over you. Um, and I, whoever, whoever gets you is going to be lucky. All right. Well, thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that, man. Uh, shout out to my incredible, amazing girlfriend, Lauren, who was also at that first meeting of the locals. And uh, fun fact was the only female in attendance. 
uh, but, but has been with me and this club uh, every single step of the way. So I just wanted uh, that to shout her out real quick. But yeah, uh, thank you to all of you guys. Um, again, uh, the kind words mean a lot. Um, and part of it, it never like never felt like a job, man. I, I knew how lucky I was to be in the position I was in. That's why like going above and beyond felt like the bare minimum. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, uh, it felt like all I could do to thank you guys, thank the club and thank the universe that it put me in this position. So, um, appreciate it. Blink twice if she's standing right there. Uh, she's not, she's asleep. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. All right, well, thank you so much, Weston. We'd love you. You're welcome to stay on here, but I'm going to turn the floor over to Jeremy, who I think, and I know we keep having people sometimes pop in here, but Jeremy might be our last new person. And then if he truly stays our last new person, we'll see about trying to tidy and wrap things up. So Jeremy, thank you for coming on with us and the floor is yours. Yeah, can you hear me? I don't, I haven't checked my mic yet. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay, great. So I'm a section 102 local, okay? And mainly I just wanted to come on tonight to say, started and we got to sign up. You guys had sent out this email of the locals. And I'm like, this USL supporter group, like, what is this going to be? You know? Um, and signed up and holy shit, you guys fucking owned it. Like you guys own that stadium. All right. I sat in section 102 and I think the guy behind me just always sold his tickets because there was always new people behind me. And every game they would go, are they going to do this the whole game? And I was like, fuck yeah, they are doing this the whole game. And you guys would just rock that stadium like, yeah, like no other. I mean, it was it, it was amazing. This this run has been just a pleasure to do with you all to to see to see you guys all just going at it. And I, I can't imagine going to a game not having that local power there. I mean, it was just listen through the games, as you guys know. Section 102, Section 101, they don't chant that much. But when it came down to it in this last game, man, everybody was – the last five minutes, everybody was up. Everybody was behind you guys the whole way. It was just – it's been a pleasure. I know I'm scattered. I don't know what else to say. But it, it was just you, – you guys did it right. You guys did it right. That's, that's the only thing to say. So thank you. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say too was to the dads here that got this with their kids, consider yourself blessed. Look, at, I got here in 1997. I've raised two kids that are twins that are now 24, and I never got this with them. So hold those memories tight, guys, because you're lucky. You're lucky. So hold on to that. But thank you guys again. Oh, last thing, last thing. I'm only locals number 32, 
because I was in New Zealand at the time. And so the time, yeah, yeah, Nick, I, I wanted to bring this up because of you. So the time I couldn't get up early enough to sign up because I was so damn wanting to be in the first 10 and I couldn't get there. So I was number 32. And I will say, Nick, I think I was the first person to rep the loyal crest in New Zealand. I'll post the picture on, yeah, my guy, on Discord. You're, you're top of the list, bro. Saturday, Rugby World Cup. I want to see you there. Shakespeare's. Oh, dude, don't even bring up Rugby World Cup right now. My my wife grew up in New Zealand, so we're just silver ferns, baby. Shakespeare's Saturday. I know you'll be there. <laughs> but, guys, seriously, thank you. It, 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 class. Absolute class. That's it for me. What a guy. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Steve? Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell a little story about when we launched memberships. Uh, we, you know, we finally set everything up. We went through our tests. Um, you know, me and Drew and Jerry and Daryl. Uh, we were actually heading into one of the meetings with Brandy House. Um, it was Friday afternoon. We were, the four of us were sitting at the bar at Stone Liberty Station. Um, ironically enough, Stone. Um, my laptop and we were we were working on it and 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 drew had his laptop out and uh he was like i think it's ready um and we were all sitting there we all looked at each other and we were like well who's gonna sign up first um and we were like all doing this you know the spider-man pointing thing like you do it no you do it you know you do it who's gonna be number one no you do it you do it um and i don't know how i ended up signing up first but i was like i'm just gonna do it like we're we're just arguing for like five minutes um and so we did it you know the four of us we went to our meeting and then we actually met up with John and DK at Bay City after uh, they were doing what Finest City football podcast, something like that. Um, when DK and Jerry were doing a podcast, um, and and John, I think you were the you were the guests. Um, they, they were interviewing me for soccer shorts. Yep. Yeah, and I and we 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 showed up and we said, well, we signed up our four. We hadn't released anything yet, uh, and I said, well, John, you want to be our, our 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 first guinea pig and number five, uh, and then DK signed up number six, and then we said, well. We've got the email list, you know, these, these two went through, let's launch it. Um, and we shot out the email and, um, you know, we talk about memories. That's that night was one of the coolest memories. Cause it was like, people were getting on board. People were jumping on board with what we were doing from the start. You know, it was, it was, it was just, it was really cool. It was just, I, I, I could look up the numbers, but I think we had over a hundred the first night by day two, it was like 150 or 160. Um, it just flew through. Yeah, it just it just flew through. So um it was really cool. And yes, I know Lydia, apologies to you. Number eight. Um <laughs> that's a but, solid position on the field though. Solid number, number. Yeah. Solid. Midfielder, killing. What, yeah. what number is Bryce? Bryce is number eleven. We signed Bryce up before he was born. Um, Jamie Michigan. Yeah. So he's got number eleven to anybody who is jealous. My unborn son had a number. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it was a, that was a cool night too. Yeah, if you want to know your number, DM hit Taylor. Up. Hit up Taylor. He's the director of membership. He'll be able to hit you up with your number. I I just wanted to add because Tom Phillips had put this in there, and really I feel this is an absolute miss on my part. And I want to, if Daryl is yeah. at all watching or listening to us or does. I, I can't believe I didn't in in my getting ready for this reach out to Daryl and it 
it and I will take full ownership of this. It was an absolute miss to not have Daryl with us um, because he was so instrumental to the beginning of this. And for those who maybe came in late and you don't know, and um, if you ever get a chance to see the Forever Royal uh, docuseries that I put together, I, you can see his role, especially in the first couple episodes, and how important he was to what this eventually became, because he had a very strong voice for how we should do things and to try to set things up right and really be the the standout supporter group that we became. He he helped along with Steve and along with Jerry and along with Drew helped lay that groundwork. And he is as important to the beginning first steps of this as any of the other three. So um, I, I apologize to everyone for that because it really would have been good to get some of Daryl's perspective on here. And Steve, I don't know if you have anything you want to add there. Yeah. I mean, this is, none of this is possible without Daryl. Like there's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I knew him through AOSD back in the day. And then, um, you know, we to go really far back. Me and him really got going even before we got really, really involved with Soccer City uh, with 1904, uh, when 1904 was in the in the really early planning stages. Actually, Ricardo Campos worked for 1904. And Ricardo and Daryl were, um, I was talking to Daryl a lot, you know, through AO, through Soccer, you know, the early, early stages of Soccer City. And I was like, yeah, you, you know, he, I knew he was really involved with Deep End with the soccer supporters group uh, back in the day, basically ran that. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, I, I, I'd love to get involved with building something on a local level. Uh, I started talking to him and he's like, well, I'm going to be meeting with Ricardo if you want to come on out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I went on out and, and, you know, I had, like I said, I had known Daryl for a while, but um, met with Ricardo about a 1904 supporters group. And it, that was really the start of an incredible friendship and an incredible relationship. Um, you know, we did the whole soccer city deal from the start. Um, and then when loyal started, you know, we got a text from Ricardo that said, Hey, come on out. And we, you know, we met up with Warren and that was it. And, but none of this is possible without Daryl. So yeah, the biggest shout out to him. Um, and he took a step back uh, a while ago. Uh, he had a daughter and family focused on family. And I, I completely and uh, totally respect that. Um, but I do miss him in these circles. And I, I, I think that um, it's just, yeah, nothing, nothing changes without, without him. Can, can I share a quick Daryl story? When, when we were doing the 1904 stuff and we were scouting possible pub locations, cause they thought they were going to build the stadium in North County. I, I forget which place we went to, but we went there and we're talking and, I, I will say oh my in gosh. my mind, it was one of the first times I had met Daryl. Um, but then when we started talking, I found out that he I'm had- I'm so happy you're telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a graduate of the school where I taught and, and he remembered me. And I asked if he was a student. I said, no, you cut me from the soccer team. <laughs> so that, that was my, my reintroduction to Daryl. <laughs> I specifically and remember I, I, that we were actually at Black Plague, Black Plague Brewing in Oceanside. I remember that. Actually, I think I asked him because I had some Bridge Barcada stuff had already started up or something. And I said, well, I said, why, why didn't you ever come out for the soccer team? Because I did. You cut me. <laughs> so, 
that was my yeah. Uh, that was my introduction to adult Daryl. Also, um, I I do want to give a shout out, and let me see if I can find where the comment is. Um, which I'm not saying. Oh, here it is. Uh, to Tom Phillips, who actually was the first leadership member when we were at O'Brien's and trying to figure out what to do, he was the first person to actually step up and volunteer to do a a position. Um, Steve what and Daryl were really getting it going, but uh, someone who actually, you know, I think there was a lot of hemming and hawing. I don't think anybody wanted to feel like they were bullying or doing something. There was just a lot of back and forth, and Tom finally up and says, all right, I'll do the philanthropy. And then after that, then people started falling into place. So shout out, Tom, thank you for getting the ball rolling. Shout out to Tom uh, during the pandemic as well, uh, organizing all the volunteering for Radies for the the, uh, vaccine effort. That was a huge job and he did an awesome job. So shout out to Tom for that. Yeah, this absolutely shout out. That was a ton of work. Um, and that none of that would have happened without him. He reached out to Radies himself, uh, basically organized that entire thing himself, um, which was incredible. Um, but yeah, going back to that night at O'Brien's, um, he'll he'll tell the story better than I can because it's his perspective. But uh, he fully went there. Yeah, he fully went there, not signing up for anything. And then he left there a part of leadership. <laughs> so uh, he blames me, but uh, I really just think he blames himself. So I remember sitting next to him and he, yeah. uh, and he did. And then he complained afterwards. I can't believe I exactly. signed up for something. <laughs> <Very tough. laughs> but, but he helped get the ball rolling and was very instrumental, especially that first year in the pandemic year. So yeah. yeah, thank you, Tom, for all that you have put together and, and helped out with this supporter group. I, I, I wanted to jump in one last time because I wanted to say, one last time, thank you to all of you. Um, I remember O'Brien's being nerve-wracking for me. I didn't know anybody. I do remember the meeting that you're talking about. I wanted to be so involved. I wanted to volunteer for everything. Wow, Tom was the first one that volunteered. I do remember that meeting. That was I was so afraid of even saying anything because I didn't know any of you, but you all welcomed me so much. It's, it's, thank you so much. Thank you to Paul Nakiu. Thank you to Tom. Come here it is, and I will share this for the rest of my life. This is first game ever Loyal played at Toyota Stadium. Here's the ball, and he gave it to me. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I don't think we have mentioned him tonight, but he has been one of the persons that have welcomed me the most in this group, and it's Travis. Travis Peterson, you're amazing. Thank you very much for for being my friend, honestly. like. I, I can't believe this group of people. I just need to talk one more time and say thank you again. Uh, Nick, you're weird as a fuck, but I love you, man. Love too, baby. Um, Always have Jason, Jason, our conversations. Paul, so quiet. It's just like unbelievable. I remember like maybe first game, second game. I'm this crazy man and I'm like, go ahead, man. You, you need to be a part of it. You need to like go and scream with us. And Paul was like, nope. That's not me. Fuck it. But, but you know, we, we developed these weird relationships. It's like, it's weird, cool relationships. It's, it's, 
It's so good. Um, I just needed to jump one more time and, and talk and express myself. I hope that two balls and a mic are still listening to this or if they ever listen to this, thank you so much for what you do. I cried a lot today. Finally, I was able to express some feelings listening to your podcast. I, I have been numb since the end of the game in Sunday and I finally was able to feel stuff today. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, John, for including me. I, I, I honestly do not know you. Like, I, I feel that I didn't know you. And and you're always including me. It's like, you want to be part of this. It's like, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but you were always trying to include me in this stuff. And thank you for making me part of this community. And I and I'm I'll be forever grateful for this. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chappie. Um, I can't believe Travis Peterson's name barely came up at all this whole evening because really ought to give. And thank you, Chappie, for mentioning that because a huge shout out has to go to Travis for the TIFAs, the artwork, the t-shirt designs. I mean, everything uh, other than really the work by Brandios to develop our crest, pretty much every other single thing came from Travis and yeah. and Travis's creative genius. So I absolutely huge shout out to Travis because the look and feel that gets presented out to the world would be an entirely different situation if we did not have Travis in our group and cannot thank him enough um even down to the the one that we all i don't know hate love the the tombstone right image that we have now out there with bum and beautifully designed outline of the crest with the trees and the orange i mean it's just it's classic travis peterson so again huge huge shout out and you know what we're missing people. I know we are. We've been going almost two and a half hours now. It's getting late. <laughs> um, I do want to give one final chance for everyone or anyone else to say anything if they would like. And then I guess, Steve, I'd like once everybody else is done for you to for you to close this out and then we'll wrap up. So um, Anybody have any last? I mean, you might have said everything already, and that's fine. But if anybody has any last things they would like to say, Jerry, we'll put you up first. <clears throat> I just want to say it's been an honor and a privilege to play drums for you all. Um, like when when my partner Julia found out, like she's like, like, wait a minute. So when you play drums, can you even watch the match? And I'm like, nope. So let me get this straight. You're spending all this money. And you can't, and you, you don't even watch the game. And I'm like, yep. Why do you do that? I'm like, because we need it. And and, I, and I'm honored to do it. So the rest of y'all can watch the match. Um, and, you know, I will play that freaking drum through the gates of hell for you guys. And um, I'm going to miss that a lot. It's been an honor and a privilege. And, yeah, Nick, you know what I'm talking about, missing the match. <laughs> Dude, Thank you, I went. I went to no. soccer games. What? Yep. No. Oh, here we go. No regrets. Yep. That's all. <laughs> we love you, Jerry. All right. Any other last? Uh, last. Can't believe you're kicking us out, John. I can't believe <laughs> it. I was ready <laughs> all night, <laughs> and you're kicking us out. I can't believe it. I, I am I'm going to 
well, not play, but it, it is getting, um, I don't know how much longer I can make it. <laughs> I would like, yeah, I'd like to say, I'll just big, leave it that way. <laughs> I'd like to say a big thank you to you, John, like running the podcast this last couple of years. It's a thank lot you. of work and, and you do such a great job. Thank you. Thank you for hosting our stories and, and also the, the forever, the forever loyal documentary series. Thank you for, documenting the start of this crazy journey. Thank you very much. It was like everyone has said an honor to do. I, you know, I wanted to do it. That was part of Steve asked me in the beginning if I wanted to be part of leadership. And I said, no, I want to do this. I want to, I want to capture what we're building from the beginning so that we never forget. And, and, and frankly, to never lose our way. Hopefully that would help us, you know, remember why we started and why we did some things. So it was, uh, Jerry said is his drumming, Nick does the capoing. My contribution was just trying to capture some of the things we did and, and document it and put some of those things in video. And I was, I, I loved every moment of doing it. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad people appreciate them at time and, and still are able to go back and, and get something out of those. So um, I just happy to do my part, I think, like, like everybody else. All right, Steve. Oh, boy, I wasn't ready yet. Um, <laughs> I think I'll just start with what everybody else is saying. It's 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 just been an honor to to um to have started something and, and kind of dreamed up something that's become a reality you know it's it's it it's not just my, you know maybe at the start it was maybe my vision and and, and what i envisioned want and, and wanted some supporter culture and supporter group to be for this club um and through a great team of leadership that's joined up and through an amazing club um it's it's become better than I ever thought it would be. And and I've made countless friends and, and there's, you know, countless friends for life that no matter where this goes, like that won't change. Um, you know, my, 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 my son has so many aunts and uncles that he's going to grow up with um, that he wouldn't have had if, if this didn't become a reality. Um, I just want to thank everybody for for doing this for doing all the work i mean it, especially leadership i mean this is a it's a bunch of work it's 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 a thankless job you know because you 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 put the work in and and then on the match day it it comes to life uh and you feel it it's not like you know you don't get a thank you every game if it, even if you do it, it it doesn't it's like it doesn't matter you know and i don't want to say that to be negative but it's like you don't need to thank me. Like I, I did this because I loved it and I wanted to build this community and I, to build this culture and to, to let this become a reality. Um, and, and I'm just so proud of what we've all built together. I don't feel like this is mine. I feel like this is everybody's. Um, and so I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's really hard to put into words what I feel. I feel like it's a chapter closing. I feel like it's, um, it's just been an amazing time. It's like, you know, people have said it before. It's the best four years of my life. I've, I've had a family. Um, I have, you know, I have a family here at home and I have a, I have a new family that's 
400 plus members that, um, you know, I can call and talk to and confide in. And, um, you know, when times get tough, I, I give people a call and, you know, they are new people that I've never, I never knew a couple years ago. And there's some people that I knew, you know, years ago that I'm closer with now than I ever were. Um, it's just, it's, it's just been the ride of my life. Um, and I, we talked about it. I don't know where things are going. Um, but right now I don't really even really care. I'm just, uh, I'm just living in the moment. And I, 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 um, I'm just so happy. I'm so like fulfilled with what this has become. Um, and, and obviously I'm sad it's over. I, I wish we were planning a bus trip to OC so bad, but, uh, here we are. And, um, it, it's, it's devastating, but at the same time, it's fulfilling, you know, it's, 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 um, it's wild. It's wild to think back on all the memories. And I think, I think Nick, I think we really could be here all night talking this through. Um, but here we are. And, uh, ultimately I just, you know, it's, it's, I I know I'm rambling here, but at, at the, at the match, you know, I was, I was crying pretty, pretty uncontrollably. And then, after at O'Brien's, you know, the tears kept coming up and I can't tell you how many people kept coming up to me and saying, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you've built. Um, and it's, it's humbling, but it's, it's appreciated, but I just, it, I, it feels unwarranted because it's not like I did this, you know, it's like everybody did this. I was just a piece of the puzzle and I'm proud of the work that I've done and what I've been able to contribute to this. So, um, I give a heartfelt thank you back to everybody. Thank you, Steve. You you were our leader, as someone said earlier, our our only leader, our George Washington. I think it was Andrew at the beginning when we first started this podcast two and a half hours ago. Um, you have been. You you have been the one that has led the way uh, for the entire charge. Um, so I want to thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for being here tonight. I want to thank everybody else who's currently on the screen. I'm not going to name everybody's name at the moment, but we had so many people pass through tonight as well. Thank you for everybody who came on and shared. Thank you to everyone in the comments. I especially want to thank Tom Phillips for the last five minutes for reminding me of all the people we forgot to remember. <laughs> like we need to do another one of these. So just super quick shout out to, um, you know, we talked about Travis designing everything. Well, all the stuff you're wearing is thanks to Eileen. She's the one who actually yeah. made it happen from Travis's drawing to getting the actual merchandise. So huge shout out to Eileen. Uh, Laura, who was there at the very beginning as part of the board, Jason. And of course, uh, and again, I'm probably leaving someone out, but I'm gonna finish with Drew Steck because we wouldn't have Bum the dog without Drew. And yeah. Bum is our identity. And that is all thanks to Drew Stack. And Drew has Drew's touch is on so much of this club. And he's 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 with us always in spirit. Um, he's out of state. He's at extra local now, but <laughs> um Drew also, I mean, it, as Steve said, I yes, Steve, we absolutely thank you for your leadership and and guiding us through this, but so many people played such an important role every yeah. step of the way it's wild everybody did even it's just wild. all the people who constantly lent their voice in 109 so it could be as amazing as it was i mean everybody contributed 
And I think that's one of the reasons why this group was so special and the community was so strong. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Blick, you know, all the parking lots the past couple of years. Um, that's all been him. Um, I'd be remiss to not shout out my wife, who's been de facto part of leadership since day one. Um, you know, allowing me to put all this time in and, and time away from the kids and the family. It's um, it's a lot. It's it's a it's it's a lot. I, I spend a lot of time on this. Um, I, I have over the last couple of years, and that's all time away from the family that she's taken on. So um, I'd be absolutely remiss if I didn't um, give her a shout out. And then, uh, it, I mean, we could shout out for for hours, Nicole. Um, we could, yeah. We, we could really keep going. Victor, you know, Sean Stone, our VP the past couple of years, um, all the meetings and organization, like it's it it's just been it's really something we could just pile on and and just keep going and keep going because there has been there it's there's been so many people who have made this what it is there's so many hands in this and it's like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is without everybody who's touched it right it's it it, it just it, it 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 is what it is and it's like beautifully diverse because of everybody who's been involved um and i'm just so proud of that i've been at the, at the i guess at the top but um uh, uh, you know uh, president of the supporters group for the last four years all right well one final thank you to everyone thank you to everyone who has whether you're watching live with us you're the 30 plus people who have been with us pretty much the whole night on the chat or that you're listening to it later on a podcast thank you everyone for all that you've contributed remember we're not done yet. We we have some things to do. So our regular Tuesday podcast will continue for the next several weeks um, as we start working through what happens next. But those those are conversations for another week. We will wrap this one up again. One last thank you to everyone for helping out tonight, sharing the memories, uh, and help it making this supporter group the best supporter group ever. Preach. All right. Good Thank night, you all. Everyone. Any day or forever.